Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? We are back with episode 122 of the Chick Foley Show. We have a action-packed episode for you guys this week. We're going to be talking about all the latest news in and outside of the Squirt Circle and give you guys an in-depth preview and the latest round of the Chick Foley Show Prediction Championship for NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. But before we go any further, let me introduce the two stars of the show. Sheena, how you doing? I am doing good. I am. Well, I'll, I'll save what I'm drinking for uh, the beverage break, but I am sipping on an ice cold beer, drinking or <laughs> chewing on an energy bar. I hope you guys can't hear me chewing because it's been a long day, but I am ready to talk pro wrestling with you guys. Yeah, same here. I actually uh, was wrapping up a long week of work. I'm off for Good Friday tomorrow, and uh, we got. Uh, I'm off all week next week also, and the parents are coming out, so we're gonna have a little bit of break with the uh, with the baby face and the future women's champion. So definitely looking forward to uh, kicking this vacation off. Yeah. with some wrestling talk, uh, Marco. How's life up in Massachusetts? Uh, just I'm just standing and delivering over here, so. <laughs> Just can't wait to deliver this. The Celine Dion comeback album, man. That's all I can think when I hear "Stand and Deliver." I'm picturing picturing Celine Dion making one more uh, one more album for all her fans out there. Yeah, that would be so appropriate because you know, like we talked about, if you guys have missed it in the past, Marco is the uh, the president of the Celine Dion fan club. That is true. I always I always get like a Bruce Springsteen vibe (laughs) when I hear "Stand and Deliver." Yeah, it's totally it's totally Bruce Springsteen song for sure. (laughs) Uh, Sheena, tell them where they can find you guys on social media. You can find me um, on Instagram at Chick Foley, Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show, and you can join our Foley fam um, on Facebook. Go to ChickFoleyShow.com. We have new episodes of Unboxing Mania on the way, and we're about to watch Royal Rumble 1990 for our Royal Rumble Watch Along series, so that's always fun. We're joined by our good buddy, the fig hunting god, Jordan Wells, uh, and the four of us kind of just like, you know, talk it up, drink some brews, and watch these old rumbles, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a blast. Hit it up, chickfoleyshow.com. The Facebook group continues to be as lit as ever. Guys are po- posting up some crazy stuff that they got in the mail today. Uh, yeah. We'll talk a little bit about it once we get into to go figure. I'm going to live vicariously through them when we get to the weekly purchases segment. But yeah, I was seeing some stuff pop up that I didn't even know was out yet today in the Facebook group. So <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's just a ton of fun. It's worth the price of admission, if nothing else, being in that Facebook group. Um, we also want to give a shout out to our buddies in the Pod Foundation. The Pod Foundation is a network of independent wrestling podcasts like ourselves. We teamed up with our good friends, uh, the Extra Cooler Show, Pyramid Wrestling, and the Two Bad Chads at Turnbuckle Tavern. So we're we already been doing a lot of collaborations. Pyramid Wrestling appeared on Turnbuckle Tavern uh, this past week on their debate episode, which drops every Monday. And then Marco is going to be on there next Monday. And he'll tell you a little bit more about that later on in the episode. But check those guys out. You can follow Pod Foundation on Instagram to stay up on all the latest on all four of our shows across all platforms. Uh, Sheena, tell, a little, tell us a little bit about what Foot Action's got coming up for WrestleMania week. Yeah, so Foot Action has done a super fire collaboration um, with Wale Mania and put out this capsule collection Um just in time for WrestleMania. It's going to come out on April 7th, but it's a celebration of black champions. Uh, they, they've they come out with a capsule of T-shirts and hoodies and like there's, I think there's like a tote bag too. Um, don't don't quote me on that, but I actually think I saw a tote bag too. But it's Mark Henry, um, Sasha Banks, the New Day. So it's like you know, um, you know, Kofi's championship 
when um, Booker T and Ron Simmons, the shirts and the hoodie and everything just look amazing. They're like these outline designs. Um, they look great. The championship belts look great. We just got ours in um, in today and I got to see them in person and they're they're beautiful. So stay tuned to all of our social media um, and we'll let you guys know all of the the release details for that. But yeah, we'll, we'll be posting pictures up of those tomorrow. So as you're listening to this, you'll be able to go to our, our social media feeds and see all the, uh, you know, the sneak peek shots of everything. So good and stuff. And keep it locked on April 7th. We'll be uh, posting up that link as soon as the collections go live to help mm-hmm. you guys get them. You guys are going to have to be competing with me to get that New Day hoodie, though. That thing <laughs> I is know. Pretty, It looks yeah. so good. And before we get into the news of the week, I want to remind you guys to use code Chick Foley for all your purchases at Ringside Collectibles to save 10%. They are the world's number one retailer of wrestling figures. You guys ready to get into it? Oh, yeah. All right, let's hit it. So first up, we are going to round out the... uh, the hurt business is demise. You know, it's uh, there. There've been start, some. Hits. Why are we starting the show like this, man? Uh, you know, we're gonna start off on a down note, and then we're gonna bring them back up. So, I hope so. Uh, the hurt business appears to be no more, at least in its as we know and love it. Um, there could have been, been some hints over the last couple weeks. Obviously, Bobby fully ascended to main event level, and this past week he kicked um, he kicked Cedric and, and Shelton to the curb. Um, Marco, I'm gonna let you kick it off. What are your overall thoughts on the run that the Hurt Business has had from, you know, early last summer till now? Um, no, they definitely had a huge influence, um, not just on Raw, but I think if you want to say sports entertainment, um, they're pretty much the like the go-to or what you wanted to watch every Monday night. I know I was looking forward to seeing what the Hurt Business was doing yeah. as, it, as it slowly built up uh, from last year all the way into this year. Um, but uh, he, but uh, MVP actually did come out and say that, you know, the Hurt Business was originally him and Bobby Lashley. Um, so they, her, her business is still kicking. Uh, mm. Business is still booming. Mm. Uh, was it though? Are, I don't remember yeah. it like that. I, I don't, don't remember re- the Hurt yeah. business coming out until it was the four. I don't know if it's the Mandela effect or what ha- what's happening here, but I do not recall it just being the or Hurt when business. Shelton. I thought I felt like when Shelton came on, that's when they they switched. They, they made it the Hurt business. Am I well, mistaken on that? Yeah, they no, they were calling them. Well, they weren't calling. Them, so the faction like was named the Hurt business, but. Uh, before like Sheldon and Cedric came along, MVP would call Bobby Lashley the Hurt Business. Like, okay. that, that was his like nickname. Gotcha. Basically, that's they would just mm. beat people up and hurt them. Um, but uh, but he said basically they just downsized and they're always looking for new new recruits or new employees. <sighs> so they'll probably add two more people, hopefully. Mm, oh, no, looks like I they've think. already added one, well, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, it's no, just actually, uh, he so, yeah. uh, he did come out and say. Baron Corbin is not, I repeat, not a part of the Hurt Business. No. Just to make sure everyone's, <laughs> okay. I believe, okay. MVP. So right? so really, we just did this for nothing. Because Pretty the, much, the, yeah. The, the Hurt Business carried Raw during the Thunderdome era in the weirdest time in wrestling history. And they literally took Lashley from his Repug storyline, plucked him out of his Repug storyline with Lana and Rusev, yep. and catapulted him into the title picture and it was, which which resulted in him becoming the WWE champion. So that would not have happened. I, if you've been listening, we're 122 episodes into the Chick Foley show. And I, I don't think I've ever said, you know, more than five positive words about Bobby Lashley <laughs> since we started this show. Um, he's never appealed to me in any sort of way. Like he, he just had no charisma. Um, Again, to take from our buddies over at the Extra Cooler Show, he has the charisma of a rotten apple um, until he got with the Hurt Business. When he got with the Hurt Business, I was like, okay, 
this is something, you know, and not just him and not just him and MVP when it was him and Cedric and Shelton um, and MVP like that appealed to me. Like, I love the faction. They were badass. They, you know, and Shelton and um, or yeah, Shelton and Cedric had been being booked horribly, too. And it brought them into the forefront and they became the tag champs, you know, so they had something that felt really organic and legitimate and badass. Um, and without those guys around him, la- I mean, Lashley is inevitably just going to be back to being one of the freaking channel changers for me. Um, and I, I I just hate it. I don't know why you would do this two weeks before WrestleMania. It, well, let's it, get into it. Let's uh, let's break kayfabe a little bit. Why why do you guys think they need to break these guys up? I mean, again, like Sheena said, they really carried Raw last year. When I think of wrestling in the pandemic, I think of um, Sasha and Bailey. I think mm-hmm. of the Hurt Business, and then a little bit later on, I think of Roman. You know, obviously Roman came back at SummerSlam. And really, you don't think, really of, you don't think of Retribution. No, I don't. <laughs> as little as possible, I try to think of retribution. Um, so I'll kick it over to you first, you know, like what behind, you know, put yourself in the the mind of WWE creative if you can. Oh, and again, God. we're going to do this a little bit later on also. Why, why the need to break up the Hurt Business, you know, a couple weeks before WrestleMania? Honestly, I think it, well, a couple of reasons. Um, again, none of this is based in fact. This is all based on my opinion. Um, a couple of reasons. I think they... The Hurt Business was so over that they knew that now with fans in the audience, there's going to be a little less control, which I don't understand. I mean, they can still control and pipe in crowd noise to the people viewing it, you know, um, at home on Peacock or whatever. But I think the Hurt Business is so over that they knew they would get cheered against Drew. You know, I mm. I think, Do you it's think this of- is a way to kind of cool... Bobby Lashley a little bit, make him seem a little bit less badass. Oh, yeah, not you're just, right. He not was definitely just, elevated with those guys. Next yeah, to not just cool yeah. him. They knew exactly what to do when they hitched Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin has go home heat. He anybody he attaches himself to, he is like a a go home heat magnet. And they they were like, oh my god, we we have to put. And I, this is not again. When I say these things about people, wrestlers, I'm not speaking about them personally. I've heard really uh, interviews with Baron Corbin. He seems like yeah, a he seems really like a swell guy. He seems like yeah. a swell guy. Yeah. Loves and to barbecue. He loves to barbecue and cook. He knows his, his way around a piece of meat. Cook his meats. Yeah. He he is. He seems like a really, a really good guy. Um, And he he's a freaking workhorse for WWE. He does show up and he's been there like consistently. You, through the bad and the ugly and all of it. Um, but hmm. so you think this is all just a way to ensure that Drew gets cheered at WrestleMania? Yes. Cause I, I had not even thought about that, man. She, she is over here playing 3d chess with the, uh, the WWE <laughs> booking. So I just yeah, think great I, point. Yeah. I, I believe it now. Yeah. I just think that that that's really where, where they're headed because they want Drew. I don't, which I don't know why. I mean, again, you know, we had talked about getting Drew that, that moment at WrestleMania, but it's not going to be the same as if he had had it last year. You know, like it's never going to be his first time winning the title. It's never going to be that first time, like where he was like fighting and scrapping to get to the title picture again. It's just going to just feel second rate, especially now. Um, it's, it's, it's leftovers the night after, you know yeah. I mean? You already had the meal at the restaurant. It was really good. And, Yes. You know, it'll still be okay the next night, but it's never going to be the same as, as when you sit down to eat it that first time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I'm I, with you. So this probably, so so we're thinking this bodes very poorly for Lashley's chances of retaining the belt at WrestleMania. I mean, I think so, dude. I think I, I, I mean, so there's there's this, you know, getting in, getting back into kayfabe. I think there, there's a Mark fantasy booking angle that says it's really just a loophole to to allow Cedric um, and Benjamin to interfere since they had the stipulation where the hurt business had to be banned from ringside. If they're not officially part of the hurt business, 
um, they can come in and interfere, which also right. makes then, me didn't, uh, didn't Lashley, he fought one of them on Monday night, right? Was that Cedric or Shelton that he fought on Monday night? I can't remember. I don't uh, know. Raw was so terrible. Shelton. I can't even, was it Shelton? Yeah. Yeah. He beat the shit out of Shelton. I was kind of with you, Sheen. I was thinking that same thing. Like this is all, you know, a big swerve, bro, to, um, to, to bring the, the hurt business back somehow. But yeah. I mean, he really beat True. down, um, he really beat down Shelton. Obviously, we've had greater stretches of logic in, in WWE, so yeah. it wouldn't yeah. be the craziest thing for them to still come back. Well, but. maybe that's why MVP was so adamant that Baron Corbin is not a member of the Hurt Business, too. You know what I mean? Like, maybe Baron Corbin really is part of the Hurt Business, but, you know, MVP's technically <laughs> saying he's not a I part think, of uh, it. I think that was MVP just kind of taking the reins and because he's being like, hell you know, no. This is, yeah, this has been his baby. You know, he kind of had um, yeah. something similar to this back in TNA and he, I think it was so successful and he could just see it burning down. Like people just taking a giant Dude, shit on it. The Hurt Business on, um, sold more merch than anybody last year, like over the summer. Yeah, like, that, I mean, that shirt was awesome, man. I can't sh- wait to get some figures with those shirts. Yeah, yeah, the shirt was crazy. It was like one of the number one selling t-shirts. Um, And so, yeah, he, you can see MVP's probably seeing those merch checks just fly out the window he's like oh hell no i was planning on getting this like hurt business wrestlemania shirts because i mean all right so uh so marco let's stay backstage um you you know you talked you brought it up about the the tweet from mvp but do you think that uh, what we saw at the end of raw monday night was that originally supposed to be baron corbin officially becoming a member of the hurt business no it was uh it was it was bobby it was just a standard run-in no, it was well. Bobby Blashley put that. Bobby, uh, yeah, Bobby he put, put a bounty. Mm-hmm. He put a bounty on um, on Drew McIntyre. Anybody, right? Anybody from the locker room. It doesn't does, yeah. didn't have to be Raw. He didn't say Raw specifically. Clearly. Um. So he. So basically, anyone could come and you know take care of uh, Drew McIntyre before WrestleMania. Um. And obviously, Baron Corbin. Them being a a trio. At one point, totally forgot about that. They were kind of like a yeah. oh, Drew in the channel changer. Yeah, yeah, that's Drew in the channel changers. From yeah, we, we I have blocked that out of my uh, wrestling memory. <laughs> yeah, so like, so yeah, I mean, just basically like a callback. Like, hey, we used to be together. Now we're, you know, now I'm just kicking now. The shit out now of I'm with one of you and beating the other one of you up. Like, yeah, just, I don't. Yeah, I, I honestly don't think he's a part of the hurt business. He doesn't doesn't fit the mold. For the hurt business, definitely. No, it's, it's definitely not organic. It's not organic in the sense where, like, you know, everyone had like these like really bad, like you like you mentioned before, really bad like angles, and they were like kind of like floundering. And then, yeah. like, you know, MVP took these guys out of obscurity and you know made them a like a, a powerhouse. This of is all this is all Seth's fault. I'm gonna blame this one on Seth because uh, I recall like a, a few months ago. Seth saying that, you know, like we wanted this faction to grow and to become even more badass. And like, you know, they just needed like that token white guy like Owen in the Nation of Domination. Yeah, and- I said Dolph. Yep. Yeah, big difference between Dolph Ziggler and Baron Corbin. But true, yeah. but yeah, but you put this out into the universe, and the, un- the WWE universe twisted it into something absolutely terrible. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, fault. I really don't get it. Um, we've heard for years that Vince doesn't like factions or whatever. So oh, we, we yeah, that's, that's never. Yeah, I could never I could totally you know I could totally imagine a conversation where it's like okay, the Hurt Business has served its purpose. They got Bobby Lashley to be an incredible, accepted world champ, and now it's time for them to go back to doing whatever they were doing before. Which, as you mentioned, Marco and, and, and Sheena, you said this also that it really wasn't a lot. So can you can bummed. you imagine though that if they did that to the like the Undisputed Era early on, like how how incredible were the Undisputed Era just? just freaking running roughshod through 
NXT. You know? think of how meaningful it was once they originally broke up. Yes, you know what I mean? But exactly. now instead of these guys had this awesome like eight, nine month run and then it just a wet fart. It just kind of goes away. Yeah. It, there's no blow of off. Of you know what I mean? Like you could have had Bobby <laughs> taking on, you know, Shelton and say once MVP's healthy, you could have had Bobby and MVP taking on Shelton and Cedric in a tag team match. That would be incredible. You know, could you imagine those guys would tear the house down? But uh, you know, it is what it is. Um I don't know. We'll 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 tune in every week to see where it goes because that's what we do. But I think we're all in agreement that it, it's a bummer that the hurt business is officially gone. I, I refuse yeah. to refer to just MVP and Bobby no. Lashley as the hurt business. Same. No, the hurt business is the four of those guys walking out together. Yeah. I'll never forget that week before SummerSlam when they came out and beat the shit out of Retribution. That was freaking awesome. Yes. Um. The, you know. So I don't know. R.I.P. to the hurt business. Yeah. We hope you guys can somehow get it back together sometime down the road. Let's move on to some Hall of Fame talk. Uh, it's probably the last guy. There may be one or two more uh, people that get announced, but it looks like the last big name for the head for the Hall of Fame this year is going to be none other than Mr. Monday Night himself, Rob Van Dam. Sheena, give us some of your uh, just general thoughts on Rob Van Dam. Oh, my gosh. Well, general thoughts. Um, I guess this is just recency bias is when uh, we saw him. He's he's an out there dude. Um, I don't know a lot about him. I never met him in like, you know, in person. I've been really close to him <laughs> several times. At, like, yeah, with, uh, WrestleCon San WrestleCon. Jose. We would just happen to be like walking like literally five feet away from him right yeah. behind him. So we were we were walking behind him there, but um, it wasn't it wasn't San Jose where it, it was uh, Orlando. WrestleCon Orlando he, was when he happened to be up <laughs> on the stage doing that interview, and he just completely went off on a tangent. Went off the and rails. Put the dude. entire WrestleCon to sleep. So yeah. they asked him, um, you know, they, they so at WrestleCon they have all the tables with the vendors and where you can do the meet and greets with the wrestlers, and then they also have like a main stage so where they they keep cool stuff going throughout the day. They'll have different wrestlers up and do like interview panels with them, stuff like that. And they had Rob Van Dam up. And the guy was questioning him and he just was trying to just make some small talk and talk about some stuff outside the ring. And he mentioned how he knew that Rob Van Dam was a, um, a film enthusiast. Like he was really into like old cinema from like, you know, the twenties, thirties and forties. And you're thinking RVD is going to talk for, you know, 45 to 90 seconds about, you know, why he's into it. And what is <laughs> this dude goes on like a no, no lie. This dude talks for like nine, 10 minutes yes. going in depth on the history of like the Marx brothers, all kinds of stuff. And like how different movie theaters were created and shit. Like, it was a total to the point stoner, where like people were looking around in the audience. We're looking around making like eye contact with total strangers. Like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? You know what I mean? Like he was just going on and on and on. And the poor interviewer, I don't know if he was intimidated and didn't want to cut off RVD or he just didn't really wasn't picking up the cue. Like, yo, let's yeah. get this thing back on track somehow. Let me interject in the conversation somewhere. He let it go. It got to the point where me and Sheena just got up and walked off. Yeah. And RVD was still talking. <laughs> so I don't even know how long it went for, but... But yeah, RVD is. It, do, don't ask him about some old movies unless you're ready no. to invest some time yeah. in that conversation. He's he's that he seems like that kind of guy that like if you do ask him a question like like he's just going to keep talking. He cannot read the social signals. Can't read the room. You know what I mean? Like he's just going to keep on keeping on. And in his um, defense, he could have been living the gimmick. He could have been stoned out of his mind when that conversation started. <laughs> he was so. definitely living the gimmick that day. <laughs> but yeah, definitely deserving. Um, you know, he's like a one of two wrestlers that's uh, had like WWE, ECW and uh, TNA world championships. Speaking of our, our guy, Bobby Lashley, but, um, wrestle facts. Yeah. Wrestle facts. Uh, so yeah, definitely deserving, you know, um, what, what are you guys, any, any favorite memories of, uh, RVD? So for me, I, I've talked before about, um, wrestle Palooza, 
1996. That was a VHS that I got from my uncle Josh when I was about 12 years old. I had heard about ECW a little bit, you know, I'd, I'd heard about it on the internet. I'd seen a little, I'd heard little murmurs in the different, um, pro like pro wrestling illustrated in those magazines like that, about this new wrestling organization on the East coast. that was basically just bucking the system and breaking all the rules. And my uncle got his hands on a recorded VHS of WrestlePalooza 96. And I took it to my friend RC's house. He was like my wrestling buddy as a kid. And I remember popping that in and just being blown away at, um, this action I'm seeing, you know, it, yeah. honestly, it really wasn't even the violence. The violence stuff was cool. That's really kind of what ECW was known for. But just the in-ring work was mm-hmm. incredible. I was seeing moves and action that I'd never seen before. It really kind of, they laid the basis for the WCW Cruiserweight division that was so influential in the late 90s. And one of the people that just jumped off the screen was RVD. He had this dude. He was just cool as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had looked in, looked like Jean-Claude Van Damme. That's where he got the name Rob Van Damme from. Awesome move said he's wearing this tie-dye singlet that's got like yin-yangs and dragons and shit on it. So 12-year-old me thought this dude was just incredible. So um, I, that's kind of my thing. I just remember him being one of like the first people I really latched onto in ECW. How about you, Marco? What's your favorite RVD memory? Yeah, um, yeah, probably the, I mean, the match in 2006 with him and uh, John Cena. That oh, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, that was obviously the infamous uh John Cena getting his shirt thrown back at him like numerous times and he would yeah. try to throw it into the it was a that that whole event was insane anyway, but like it was just that was like, one of the first uh I think that was the second ever money in the bank cash in also. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's just like just like that whole event and then like culminating with that that main event match and then uh you know Robbie and Dan actually winning a WWE um title in the middle of the the ballroom, the Hammerstein yep. ballroom where like Legendary you know, moment. Legendary. Just ECW. Just all ECW fans. There are literally no WWE fans there. Um, and if you watch the event, you'll definitely see. I'm not sure if uh, if that that event will actually make it to Peacock or because <laughs> of, of stuff that crowd was yeah, chanting. Download was, it now if you have the opportunity. Yeah, yeah the, the crowd was chanting some pretty uh, profane stuff. So. Uh, yeah. Awesome event. How about this? Let me run this guy. Let me run this by you guys for a figure idea. Imagine now that he's back in the fold, ultimate edition RVD from that night and that black and red tie dye singlet and come with the ECW and the, the WWE spinner belt. How cool would that be as an ultimate edition? That'd be so awesome. Yes. Oh man. They would have to do like a fold out type of thing that it would have to be ringside exclusive and they'd have a fold out thing of the, of the ballroom. Yeah, that would be neat. That'd be kind of cool. cool. We definitely we've only had the one RVD Elite. We definitely need some more. He had so many iconic attires. He was always rocking some really really sweet ring gear. All right, so yeah, RVD going in the Hall of Fame. Congrats to him, and uh, I'm sure he's going to have a very interesting uh, acceptance speech. Oh my gosh, I I can't wait. I had not even thought about that as we were talking about his uh, yammering on about the uh, (laughs) films. Yeah, yeah, get your stopwatch out. He may be able to break uh, Hillbilly (laughs) Jim and Mr. T's record for the longest speech ever. All right, so we're going to go from the Hall of Fame to the Hall of Shame. Uh, at Wrestle Kingdom this year, uh, Kota Ibushi effectively unified the IWG. It's it's kind of confusing because the titles are called IWGP, but they're really the titles for New Japan. So uh, for those that aren't into the Japanese uh, wrestling scene, apologies to our buddy Hipster Norm. Yeah. Uh, there is the, uh, the Kota Ibushi unified the IWGP World Heavyweight and Intercontinental Championship, and he debuted the new belt this week. And to say, uh, I, I think the kindest way we could put it is that there was a collective mixed reaction from the internet wrestling community. Um, Sheena, give me your thoughts on this new belt design. So... 
Okay, first of all, I will say the actual belt design, if it was just like a new belt anywhere else, would not be terrible. It wouldn't be like the worst belt you've ever seen, right? Um, But the fact that they had this gorgeous, like classic looking title that was like probably the most beautiful title in wrestling today. It was in the mix. Nobody would bat an eye if you said it was the best belt in wrestling. Yeah, it, it was just gorgeous, right? And then they brought out this, which is like this... It it looks like a mixture of the old WWE Divas title, and I heard a lot of fans saying that it looked like Cody's neck tattoo, and they are not <laughs> wrong. Yeah, it's like the Divas belt, Cody's neck tattoo hooked up and had a baby, and then they dipped it in gold yes. and uh, called it a day. Yeah, it's the shape of it. It's it's just a weird shape. Um, it's kind of like got this like trophy look to it. Uh, I just. I, I don't like it at all. Um, I hate to like, you know, I kind of, I kind of shit on the universal title um, when it came out before and it's kind of was more lazy than bad. Though. That's true. That's true. Yeah. It was literally just lazy. Yeah. They it's just like, changed. you can never say the universal title was like a bad looking belt. It was just kind of lazy. True. This just, yeah. They, they, it's, it seems like they put a lot of effort into this belt to make it look yeah, bad. It did. You know, like that's <laughs> the thing with, with WWE, they were just like, all right, pal, let's put a, let's put a red strap on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, and, I feel, I feel like at WWE, like who, you know, all the, the like creative design folks probably spent like weeks cooking up something wild that, you know, was never going to see the light of day. <laughs> and then Vince walked in and was like, what the hell? Just make the strap red. Yeah, he's he's probably got like <laughs> a little. Out. He's got a little like wheel, a little rainbow wheel behind his desk, and yeah. he just like flicks it, you know, um, and <laughs> just sees where it lands. But yeah, um, Marco, what are your what are your thoughts on it? And maybe, maybe I'm being too harsh. I'm curious to hear how you feel about it. Um, it, I think it's just more of like a sh- like a shocking design than anything. Like mm-hmm. um, it's like nothing nothing we've ever seen before. Sort of uh, maybe that's what it is. It's almost like kind of like futuristic looking in, in a sense, but it is yeah, a, it is that. a, um, like a combination of the, uh, is the strap silver? Um, no, I think that was just the lighting. I think the, um, the, the picture that was circulated the most, the one that, that you actually post on the yeah. feed, the light, it was a slightly blown out. Um, so the plates looked like actually a little bit shinier than they are and the strap a little bit lighter. I saw some other photos with a little bit better lighting and it looks slightly better, but it's, it's still a mess to me. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, yeah, it's, it's mean, a black strap though. I mean, the way they did it was obviously, you know, Ibushi had both the intercontinental and the heavyweight, title um, that he won recently um but so they basically combined it into one belt which is kind of weird that they got rid of their intercontinental title um yeah that's such a historic belt you know that was something yeah. that uh, jushin thunder liger was really known for for being the, the intercontinental champ for them yeah and they you know they just reading like a lot of the like um articles and stuff on the on the title itself and you know like it was like a controversial like decision for new japan to actually do this like like we, i just said like getting rid of the intercontinental title and the actually heavyweight title itself like you uh sheena said it's probably one of the most beautiful titles in wrestling or yeah, was, it really was they the just didn't want they didn't want kenny wrestling. coming over there being able to take multiple belts you know what i mean that's true yeah they were they were um, just like you know what we gotta we gotta streamline this thing because we can't say that he's got like you know two two of our titles right and they're just gonna <laughs> to me that the iwgp belt was just like again you so guys awesome. said it was so beautiful and New Japan's kind of prided themselves on always being presented as much more like an actual sporting competition than American style wrestling. And I think it yeah. fit because that belt looked it, like it would have looked yeah. right as home as like a boxing or MMA championship. Yes. You know, it just it looked traditional. It 
it, it just looked prestigious. It was if it's just else. yeah, prestigious and just classic. Like that that design, that title design, it could it that it just withstands the test of time. You know what exactly. I mean? Like that's going to be I, a beautiful title as twenty years ago and twenty years in the future. That's going to be a yeah. beautiful title. You yeah, know? and I guarantee you, you know, I'm sure they're going to try to see it through with this belt because I I know that you can tell they put a lot of effort into it, like Marco said. But I guarantee you, this belt, you know, mark my words, it's it's April first, two thousand twenty one, as we record this. I don't think that design is going to last five years, and we're going to see him go back to something. A yeah. little bit more traditional to me. That belt, it looks like um, like an individual belt for like one specific wrestler. You know, yeah. what I mean, I could see like a, a heel winning the title, and he's changing the design to that for the duration he's got the belt, similar to like the Daniel Bryan, um, you know, eco yeah. champion. Hey, or don't, talk, don't talk about the eco belt, dude. I love that was that. a great belt. That that was an example of um, you know what that looks like when things go right as far as yeah. belt design. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of which, so let's you know the. Let's let's keep the conversation going. Um, Sheen, what's your least favorite belt ever? My least favorite belt ever, oh, it's probably the spinner belt. I know some people like some people. It's kind of like you know some people like that belt. Yeah, I just bad. I think that belt was just repugged. It's it's definitely a time capsule for that that era in time. You know what I mean? Like it it definitely captures that moment. Um, but the spinner title just never ever did it for me. I just no, not a fan. Marco, were you a big fan of the spinner? Uh, not really. Um, I mean, it, 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 it that was actually kind of like without the spinning part of it. Like the, it was actually kind of like a like a really beautiful belt if it wasn't for the spinning aspect. And I think of it. it was cool for Cena um, when he was a doctor of thugonomics. Like it was a cool yeah. belt design for him to debut. But I don't know why they stuck with it for you know eight or nine years, whatever. Yeah, like edge. yeah. And yeah, I think um, another thing yeah. that takes away from that is the scratch title. I I don't really love the you know the, the scratch, scratch logo. The scratch, yeah, the scratch logo. Sorry. Yeah, it was so, compared to the block logo and yeah. then the logo that yeah. they have now with the WWE Network. The scratch logo just. It looks so. It just looks so dated now. You yes. know, it yeah. looks. It looks so like that of early two thousands yeah. design, which just was not the greatest. Yeah, you know, the Attitude Era logo was cool for like the first year that it was out, and then it was just like, uh, this thing's ugly. Yeah, yeah one uh, title. Marco, how about you? What's your uh, least favorite belt ever? Oh my god, probably. I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm gonna get hate for this or not. But I really don't care. The uh, Intercontinental Title, the purple strap. Oh yeah, title. Awful. I'm not a fan either. I was pissed when they went away from the uh, you know the 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 IC title that Brett and Ricky Steamboat. Did you see Seth and I were both holding our breath after you said Intercontinental title? We were like, okay, what's he about to say? Yeah, we were about to cut your feet. I was actually I already had the I had the mouse cursor over. I was about to cut Marco's mic out if he was going to slander the classic IC title because I I love that belt. No way, whether 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 black, blue, white, or gold strap, the classic IC title. Yellow, come on, yellow, awesome. I mean, yeah, no, that that no, definitely that's like probably one of my favorite titles. No, that that Attitude Era Intercontinental title, which didn't last long. Really, because they end up going back to the yeah that the original that's not design. a great title either. Yeah, it's ugh, yuck. Again, scratch, I, yeah. scratch logo. Yeah, scratch logo was always repug for me. I think you know you guys had both. You guys had good choices. I don't think there's really any competition for the worst championship belt ever. I think it's the Divas Championship. I had that I, as my second choice. Yeah, you yeah, always have, you I, always have to I, more than one option. I had that as my second choice. <laughs> so thank you for not stepping thing. on my toes on that one. <laughs> You're um, when we came back to wrestling in 2014, when we got back into the product. That was the women's title. And I was just blown away, honestly. And, and don't get me wrong. I'm not part of the woke police. I'm really, you know, I'm not any kind of social justice where I kind of just live my life and keep to myself. But I thought that belt was so insulting to the women's wrestlers. You know what I mean? Because these guys, they're athletes and they're going out and competing in the ring and putting on, you know, 
combat sports the same way the men are, but their belt is, you know, this pink and silver butterfly. And I just, I don't know who would be proud of that. And especially now that I have a little girl of my own, like I would, that's not something I would want her striving to have. It just seems so patronizing and insulting. That was the belt, you know, going back to, the belt that Alundra Blaze threw in the trash on Nitro, that was a That's beautiful, a beautiful title. The women's the belt title from the was Attitude beautiful. Era that Trish Stratus and Lita were, were feuding over, that was an awesome design. So I just don't know how we got to the Divas Championship. The name of it is bad enough, but I get it. You know, Divas is what yeah. the female wrestlers were known as. I can live with that. But the belt design was just horrible. It looked like something out of a Hello Kitty store yeah. or something. And it, yeah, I mean, it, the, the fact that it was shaped like a butterfly, like, I mean, how much more childlike and, you know, insulting could that be? And you had, and you, you know, you had women and I know there was a time that was really, really horrible in women's wrestling. You know, we, we literally just watched a, a pudding match the other day, you know, <laughs> yeah, that was on a uh, East, the, the one night stand 2007, I think. Yeah. So, you know, I know there was a time when, you know, women's wrestling was not at the top of its game, but you had women like AJ Lee and Paige fighting over this divas title you know and they they kind of ushered in that new era of you know just women not having to be bikini models and that sort of thing but yeah it, 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 i never even nikki nikki was the longest tra- nikki bell is the longest yeah. training divas champion ever and even though you know the bella twins were kind of re- responsible for like the divas movement a little mm-hmm. bit you know nikki grew into being a badass wrestler and i'll stand yes. by that she was like that last year or so that she was wrestling she was awesome hey she was listen if you want if you want to hear me defend the bella's tooth and nail go to our buddies on turnbuckle Tavern, go back in their Monday uh, debate episodes. I we mm-hmm. talked about if the Bellas should be Hall of Famers, and you know I, I was all about you know Team Bella. So if you want to hear, yeah. if you want to hear more about that, um, definitely check that out. But yeah, I agree that that belt was just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Nikki was a badass in the ring and very very easy on the eyes, and mm-hmm. Brie was responsible for some of the funniest unintentional comedy that we've had in in the last uh, half decade of wrestling. uh, Sasha brought it up on her broken skull session. She was talking about how, you know, it, it never sat right with her either. And she's like, would you have carried that title? And Stone Cold straight up said like, no, you know, I I wouldn't have. (laughs) I wouldn't have. So if that tells you anything, it's just like, they just weren't on equal playing grounds, you know? So we're all big belt nerds over here. We love um, the championship belt design, past and present. Um, Marco, what's a belt that you would like to see brought back? So this could either, you could either bring back a a whole championship that's been discontinued or, you know, just bring back a belt design for some title that's still currently going. What what would you bring back? Oh, man. I think I, I, I've always wanted to bring back the European title or the European Beautiful championship. Belt. Yep. Yeah. I mean, not not change the design at all. Keep it keep it as is. But now that they have like you know uh, UK, they have they have all these uh, not just the NXT UK, but they actually have different nationalities wrestling over in the NXT uh, UK as well as NXT. Um, definitely bring that back for that brand, if anything, and um, not just have the UK championship but have that european championship yeah, that well. could be cool it's to be like, like a secondary championship for yeah. them you know even though like it'd be kind of backwards because europe is bigger than the uk yeah uh, you know we could deal with that you know we could, you could still have the uk title be the big one but yeah i agree the european title would be perfect as the secondary championship for uh for nxt uk and i think that would get a huge response from the fans as well yeah uh, sheena how about you what what belt would you like to see brought back well you already know i'm gonna say the the classic black winged eagle um oh, yeah. just just an iconic belt that is a that is a belt made for a champion you know we had hogan and brett and yoko and just some of the best guys in the biz um carried that belt and i just think it's just iconic it's beautiful um 
And I can't imagine like how I just imagine like Roman or Seth or like Keith Lee or someone with that belt over their shoulder. And it's just it it just elevates them like, you know, 10 pegs, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. It's been um, almost 23 years since that belt has been retired. And it's still if I hear championship belt, it's the first one that pops in my mind. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be incredible if they went back and, you know, you could keep the the current logo design. Let that be the championship belt because the current belt does look great. Anybody that says the new belt doesn't look good is just they're just kind of being a, a curmudgeon. You know, the new belt does look good. Um, but instead of having the world and univ- or the WWF and universal titles being identical with just a separate colored strap, let's let the WWF championship or WWE championship, um, let's add some heritage to it. Let's m- bring the winged eagle back. You know, mm-hmm. you can throw the new logo on the top of it so it's got a little bit of a different flair. Um, but that would be awesome. Ima- imagine if Drew wins the belt back on Mania and the next night on Raw, he's coming out with the, uh, the winged eagle as a new title. Oh. That would be awesome. Oh, yeah, it would look awesome on Drew too. Like, yes, yes. Yes, yes. There's a jazz flute everybody knows and loves. It's time for the weekly beverage break. Sheena, tell us what you're sipping on. Oh, baby, I'm here and I'm finally sipping on... El Segundo's finest Broken Skull IPA. Um, Super stoked to find this. We found it at a Total Wine in Chesapeake, Virginia. So uh, it's making its way here finally. uh, I got the Iggy that um, Broken Skull IPA was starting to hit Total Wines here in the the Tidewater area of Virginia. I called over at Chesapeake. They said that they had 16 of them. Uh, Me and and Brett the Babyface, we rushed over there. Uh, I was we got there just in time because somebody had already bought the uh, one four pack, but I yeah. grabbed the other three, so we brought twelve of them home. Yeah, uh, how's it hitting? Is it as good as you remember, Shane? Oh baby, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's so damn good. I'm I'm drinking it better than Sasha Banks did. So uh, you know, <laughs> oh, did, 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 did you impersonation of Sasha trying broken squad PA? He she cracks it open. And she takes like the tiniest sip. Like I don't even know if the beer actually even hit her hit her lips. And she goes, "Now that is good." <laughs> it's just like nobody people that that fucking love IPAs don't drink IPA like that. Like exactly. I don't know. It's just, that's just not how you drink. I, that's I can't how you really, drink a mar. That's how you drink a margarita. You know what I mean? Yeah, or like I can't something. really put into words like how like. Mm what kind of sensation it is drinking an IPA because it's just a, it's a different kind of vibe but you'd never drink an IPA like oh god that was excellent you know it's just like IPA is kind of something you chill on you know what mm-hmm. I mean <laughs> she was like oh I think she said something like oh this is mm-hmm. all I was wanting she, like, said, she said oh I've been wanting this I'm like have you though have you though <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'll go next. So, like I said, we—they told us that they had sixteen of them. So, um, you know, I was planning on getting four four things of beer. Obviously, I couldn't. Uh, you know, I had to fill that empty quota. I saw this on the shelf; it looked pretty good. This is Juice Bomb IPA from Sloop Brewing. Uh, th- these guys are up out of out of New England. Um, excellent. It's a, the description is an IPA with all the juicy, citrusy flavor of American hops. And yeah, this thing is definitely. Uh, definitely juicy it's at a hop uh, hopewell junction new york not sure where that's at i'm assuming i feel like that's somewhere upstate but 
this thing is very, very citrusy. Smelling and tasting it, it's almost like grapefruit juice. That's kind of like how citrusy this thing is, but it's good. We love uh, we love a nice juicy IPA over here. Mm-hmm. So if you get a chance to try anything from Sloop Brewing, definitely uh, hit it up. This thing's unfiltered also, which I'm starting to grow a little bit of a taste for the unfiltered. You know, it's uh, I used to kind of be against it. I thought it was just a gimmick that the craft brewers were going through, but these things are pretty good if you're looking for that like almost orange juice type texture to your beers. Uh, Marco, what are you drinking? I am uh, sipping on uh, your your sought after beer that no. you've been <laughs> that you've been going after forever. The uh, we Jane, are the, we have hit the fourth month of 2021, and I've yet to try this thing. But yes. you tell me you got some on the way. I'll believe it when I see it. But you tell me they're on the way. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Dream Team uh, Double IPA, eight uh, percent alcohol. It is the uh, it's a crossover of the five champions of hops. Um, I'm not going to run down what I think it's like Citra Mosaic Galaxy. Amarillo and Simcoe, I believe. So it's all the starting five of right. um, of hops, all in all in one can. It is it is definitely delicious. I you do have some coming on the, on the way, maybe. Oh yeah, uh, I'm not sure if I can say that on the uh, on the airwaves, but <laughs> the USPS, yeah, the local postmaster general is about to kick down your door right now. <laughs> like, what the hell do you think you're doing? Sorry to any yeah, Rockefeller uh, fan that work at the postal service. <laughs> our, our beer aficionados out there, if you go hit up Beer Advocate and look up the reviews for the Stream Team IPA, these things are freaking poetic. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like a freaking Robert Frost uh, prose. Read some of these uh, Beer Advocate reviews on this thing. They're I don't know where some of these guys. Bring, they're always bringing it on Beer yeah, Advocate. Yeah, I get a kick out of reading these things, man. Like some of these guys, they they're like I said, it's so beautiful the way they write these reviews. You know, and I'm like, I don't taste any of this shit you guys are talking about on here. <laughs> well, the beers, yeah, the they're beer like, snubs, you know, yeah, man, they're they're yeah, yeah they're, they're like, you know, really I'm, I'm getting hints of you know fresh, you know fresh cut grass on the nose mixed with citrusy sawdust on the finish. And I'm just like, what are you guys talking about? Yeah, what does dude? that mean? It just it tastes, tastes like, like beer with like, you know, <laughs> you hear me. I'm like, oh yeah, it's like, you know, it tastes like grapefruit juice. It's got yeah. hops. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's keep it moving. There's Sheena's McLovin impersonation for the week. <laughs> Wasn't, I was not expecting to hear a super bad reference on this episode. I know, but right? There you guys go. Anytime I can bring a super bad reference. So we kicked off the show saying RIP to something that we've loved, and we're going to come out of beverage break offering another condolences. The Wednesday Night Wars, 2019 to 2021. It's been rumored for a month or so. We kind of held off on reporting until it was official, um, but it looks like starting after WrestleMania, NXT is going to be on Tuesday nights now. So the Wednesday Night Wars are over. Um, I'll offer it up to you first, Marco. Does this mean that AEW won the Wednesday Night Wars? Um, I mean... Personally, I didn't think it was any type of war going on between the two brands. Um, I'll just let that cat out of the bag now. I'm not sure if I express that at all. Yeah, but I don't. There was a really. It's what it's. It, you can't re like re uh, redo what Recreate. happened yeah. thirty yeah. years ago. Whatever. It's like it. There weren't. There were no wars. They weren't going back and forth. They weren't giving away. You know finishes. Um, well, the, the, the technology is there. It's it's utter. It, it could not be more convenient to watch both shows at your leisure. You know it, what I mean? Exactly. You don't have to flip channels. I could literally, you know, next day go on YouTube and watch. And there's what I no need to ur- watch. there's no urgency. Yeah. So you yeah, can yeah, you can have dual screen set up. Also, you there like again, you can replay anything you want to replay yeah. or follow yeah, the, along on social media. The Monday Night Wars, you were either flipping back and forth like a maniac, or you're dealing with trying to set up a VCR to tape a channel that you're not watching at the same time, which yeah. anybody that was around in the late nineties, knows oh, yeah. that was basically yeah. fucking quantum physics. That's <laughs> how I gauge it too. I'm not, obviously we're far, far from school from, uh, from the scholastics, but, uh, I, 
I'd be hard pressed to believe that kids are running in the next on Thursday morning talking about what happened on uh, AEW Dynamite and NXT. Were you, were you scooping it, ice it, over there, bartender? It, sorry. And it had people. Uh, I mean, it had it had kid, the Monday Night Wars had had kids that didn't watch wrestling, yeah. watch wrestling like they were not wrestling fans, but they just had to be in on what was happening with like Stone yeah, Cold. Yeah, because you, you showed up the next the day NWO. at school, and that's all anybody was talking about. Yeah. So you wanted to like be I in said, on the what yeah. was going on. Like I said, I'd be hard pressed to find that like kids are running in the next day on a Thursday morning talking about, oh my god, did you see AW Dynamite last night? Oh, did yeah. you see NXT? Like, no, no, that wasn't happening. So they weren't wars. I mean, and you got to think, I mean, this isn't even a war because this is like, this is essentially WWE's third brand and exactly. this is AEW's flagship show. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, you, I mean, you're comparing apples and oranges, even though we know and love NXT, like it's, you know, my favorite thing that WWE does. Um, it's, it's still not Raw and SmackDown as far as like notoriety and things like that, just to like the casual wrestling fan or the casual viewer. So, I mean, there's all kinds of ways you can compare it. I don't, again, I'm with you, Marco. I don't think there was any sort of war. I don't think, I mean, AEW was kicking butt in the ratings, you know, it it was just the way it was, but mm. if it was a war, WWE would have put SmackDown on Wednesday and put NXT on Friday nights. Exactly. I mean, or AEW would just move to Monday. Or move to Friday, true, and really yeah. tested the waters in that sense. If they really wanted to, you know, have a have a war essentially, but I mean, we I, we I will miss it. Wars. I kind of, I, I definitely miss the uh, just the kind of energy from Wednesday nights of having both shows on at once yes, and following along and keeping up with the conversation on social media was a lot of fun. So I'm a little bit bummed on that. Marco, what's your what's your thoughts on NXT moving to Tuesday? Are you happy with it, or you wish it stayed on Wednesday? What do you think? Um, no, I'm kind of happy it's moving into Tuesday. Just just, I mean, obviously it's more nights of wrestling to watch, but for us anyway, because we mm-hmm. do a show, which which kind of sinks. But it actually, I found myself like watching one show more than the other one. Yes, on I, I did that too. Yeah. So I mean, I kind of, and I and I wanted to watch both because I love both shows, and I felt like I was like doing a disservice, like to myself. Not you're always going to miss something, yeah, when you're yeah. watching, um, when you're watching both at the same time. You know, there's yeah, going to so, be one show is on mute at all times, so you're going to yeah. be missing missing something. Yep. I, f- I feel the same way. I'm kind of like, in like you said, in a in a way that I'm the convenience of having both shows on one night and just like not having any wrestling at all on Tuesday. Um, for you know, for right now, I think uh, it was nice, but having a dedicated night where it's just like, okay, well, I can watch NXT tonight and not have to worry about what's going on on AEW. That will be nice. Just having like you know, those, those shows dedicated on their own separate days, but yeah. I'm a little bit bummed because, you know, obviously we're going to get to it on our next topic, but we know that Raw and SmackDown have both kind of been creatively bankrupt over the last couple of months. Yeah. I had really fallen into my wrestling watching habits was the, the pay-per-views and the big events. Cause they still tend to deliver more times than not. Yeah. And then Wednesday nights, Wednesday night was my night to like sit down and I'm going to watch wrestling. I'm going to, I'm going to evaluate both cards, whichever one's looking better on papers going on the TV. The other one's going up on the laptop and I'm watching both at the same time and just keeping up with them. Um, so I am going to miss having them both at the same time. It mm-hmm. was a lot of fun every Wednesday night, but it will definitely make it more convenient to to keep up what's going on throughout the week yeah. now that we got a little bit of separation. All right. So buckle up. I think it's about to get bumpy. Um, we're going to discuss the WrestleMania build so far. You guys know we try to keep it positive on here. We we do. We are fans at heart. That's what we try to be at the very essence. Like our philosophy on this show is we are 
a couple of or a few wrestling fans that are getting together to talk about our love of wrestling and to just share it with whoever wants to listen to us from week to week. But there does come a point where um, you kind of kind of criticize what you're seeing each mm-hmm. week. And this WrestleMania build is horrendous. Monday night, we saw um, game night. You know, we saw AJ Styles, one of the probably, you know, at worst, he, AJ Styles is probably one of the top five or six wrestlers in the world. You know what I mean? You can make a case he's up higher than that. But I think you, there's probably only four or five people you can make a case as being better than AJ Styles. And he was playing charades on Monday night the in the ring. One of the best talents in the world, and we can't come up with anything better than him playing charades. The two weeks with the before, new day. two weeks before WrestleMania, this isn't like this isn't like in the middle of the freaking year where there's nothing yeah. going on. Like we got that, we got Braun Strowman, who you know, less within the last three years, Braun Strowman was one of the like true forces of nature in the wrestling industry. Man, he was as over as it gets. He's pulling down the freaking stage at Raw, doing all kinds yeah. of crazy shit. He's got choo-choo train sounds. Um, as you're wondering, I'm sure my son Brett would love it. You know, if he if we let him get a clip of that, he'd probably be loving it. But uh, you know, I think for the most part, WWE's trying. It's it's older fans who are spending their money on the product. Yeah, and I don't think I haven't seen anybody who's been like, yeah, that's awesome that we got train sounds now with Braun. Um, <laughs> it's just been horrible. You know, we're on Raw and SmackDown. Um, we're see also seeing a completely recycled storyline. You know, the storyline that we just had on SmackDown with. Sasha and Bianca feuding with Nia and Shayna. And now we're seeing it going on in Raw with Asuka and Rhea Ripley. As yeah. if it didn't, we didn't just see the same thing on SmackDown two weeks ago. Um, I can keep going on and on. I'm going to toss it to you guys. Sheena, you go first. Is this the worst build to WrestleMania ever? I think so, man. I mean, there was a few, there was a few WrestleManias in my dark period that I, I missed the build. So I can't really speak, you know, definitively, but as since I've been back in the product, um, this is definitely the worst build to WrestleMania. I mean, again, we're two weeks out from WrestleMania, and we Not just are, WrestleMania, the return of live fans. The first the, time we've had live fans is shown over a year. Yeah, yeah, and it, it couldn't be any worse as far and, as the and and it's the first WrestleMania that's going to be a part of like the Peacock Network. You know what I mean? Yes. So there's there's so much there's so much on the line here, and th- we're we have Shane McMahon, a grown ass man. Reading Braun Strowman's fifth grade oh, report God, card. I didn't even mention that. Re- reading <laughs> his fifth grade up on the screen. report card through through the graphics up on the Titan Tron, and then was saying, "Braun's an idiot." Like I mean, Braun. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was it was absolutely terrible. I'm joking. I was like, Marco, what? No, it was it was horrible. And then, like you said, you had AJ Styles playing, you know, Jenga and charades and all this stuff. And then Matt Riddle literally just forgetting his lines backstage. No, no, no. Dave, Uncle Dave came out. That was the script. That was that wasn't an accident. That was the script. He was supposed to do that. What? Okay. For what? What's like? Okay, so even okay, that makes he didn't he didn't say he forgot his lines. He just said I forgot what I was gonna say. That makes it even worse. I would I would have respected because you know me. I have I have anxiety about speaking in front of people. The fact that I do a podcast is a freaking miracle. But um, I uh, to if you would have told me, oh, he just forgot what he was gonna say. But you know what? That sucks. That happens. You know, it's it's a we're alive pal moment. Um, because Oscar looked legitimately shocked, and you know, mm. Matt Riddle just kind of like walked away backstage, yeah. looking and at so the camera all this guy. Stuff we're pointing out this like egregious stuff is in addition to 
kind of the stuff we talked about earlier with them breaking up the hurt business, you know, for oh, no yeah. good reason. Yeah, we've already we've already talked about that, so we're not even going to touch on that. But yeah, they also broke up the freaking hurt business. Oh, also, we had like 10 minutes of TV time allotted to the Miz and Morrison's new music video called Hey Hey <laughs> Hop Hop. So um, I think that could have been funny. I, I, I'm i going to give that one a pass. Is Even though it was uh, Repug, I think that was supposed to be Repug. It was I, supposed I to be Repug, but when you put that amongst all, when you surround that with all of the other ridiculous crap it really really brings that down i mean that could have been that could have been a a moment of levity and a moment of you know like just comedy in the show but everything else was so shitty that it like it just felt like is this really what we're supposed to be seeing right now like i actually think i'm glad you brought that up because the miz stuff is actually kind of a symptom of an even bigger problem we've seen in wwe creative really kind of since i came back to watching the product in 2014 is that nothing matters so think about it like you said the miz put on this comedy like worldwide prestige style music video the miz was world champion less than a month ago you know and he lost the belt but it's like it doesn't even matter to him he was cool to just go and move into this feud with freaking bad bunny of all people yeah remember they did that to kofi too yeah, Kofi if you're a professional, got and just, exactly. You know. And he was back to being the same old happy-go-lucky Kofi. If you're a professional wrestler, your absolute goal should be to be the world champion or the universal champion, depending on which brand you're on. Yeah. And if you get that belt and then you lose it, that should hurt. That should change you. You know what I mean? Feeling pain like that, losing that title should change you. You shouldn't be showing up a couple weeks later as the exact same character. But that's why I said Kofi's reign, as cool as Kofi Mania was at that moment at Mania 35 when he won the belt, I see it was a huge failure because Kofi was immediately back to just being a mid-carder tag. He was, he was slinging pancakes like the next that. week. You know yeah, what I mean? and I love Kofi. We love Kofi. We were singing we Kofi's praises for yeah. years before um, he went for that. We had been saying Kofi should be a main eventer before that, but it's just, you know, these guys, nothing matters, you know? So why should it's we get emotionally fault. invested it's, in these Yeah, characters? we're not bl- we're not blaming the the wrestlers. It's definitely yeah, we're creative. creative. We're, da- we're blaming the creative, that that's the worst thing. And, I mean, we see every single week, there are people out there, Mark's out there, fantasy booking amazing storylines that could, like, you know, cr- create just epic TV and at least they could do is like steal some of those ideas. If they can't come up with anything on their own, at least just go go to Twitter and just see what people are saying. Because there's some pretty, as much crap as there is on Twitter, some people are doing some seriously awesome fantasy booking on Well, We, on we know that they're capable because look at NXT. You know what I mean? I mean, NXT is not perfect by any means, but... They don't NXT use the same creative, not, though. Yeah, they, off, they have long-term compelling storylines, but it's still WWE, you know what I mean? So reach down to NXT, talk to those guys, figure out what they're doing, what's working there. Yeah, but you know, Hunter's going to freaking jerk a knot in their ass if they're like, if they're doing the same stuff that's going on at SmackDown and Raw, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's two different management, you know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah, totally... Yeah, but it's still pro wrestling. You could. I'm not saying take every single thing they're doing. I'm saying you could take some of the concepts that they're using, some of their overall philosophy that they have towards booking, and apply it to the main roster, and you would see more people get over, and when they get over, they would stay over. It wouldn't be these things where you're over for a couple months, and you go back to doing whatever you were doing. Well, you um, heard, I mean, for like, you know, it was, I mean, it had to be for like six weeks straight uh, last year, we heard every time they would come in, Vince would just like rip up the script and just write some write something else like on the fly, you know, and I was like, why are we doing that? Like, why are we freaking playing this game where we're writing everything on the fly? You know, Marco, what, what's your take, man? What, what, what do you think of WWE creative right now? Well, I think that's where you guys are kind of well, not forgetting, but like, like missing the fact that like, obviously WWE and NXT are two different entities. 
they have two different creative teams and two different everything. So they're not going to, I mean, Vince McMahon is not going to take cues from NXT. I don't care what anyone says. He, they're, they're not, he's not going to send his create his uh, writing team down there and figure out what they're doing. He's going to do everything on his own. He's been doing it for the past freaking almost over 50 years. <laughs> doing yeah, all it's this clear stuff. you so, can't like, teach an old dog yeah, new so tricks. He, yeah, so the main yeah the the main roster is not going to change until there's a, you know a different management. And I'm not saying it's like there's, it's not all bad and it's not it's not all good. They kind of like in the between like there's there's I think like Eric Bischoff said it best where like you know professional wrestling or sports entertainment is like a buffet. Like it, it, there's something for everybody. So there's right. there are people that might that. like that that hey hey hop hop or whatever that was. There might be an audience for that. There might be an audience for. Uh, the but you have to have a balance, though. There has to be a balance. We barely saw any wrestling on Monday. Like, it was all backstage segments and yeah. just, you know, um, like, in-ring promos. And I just, yeah. to me, well, and, you know, I love I love a storyline. I love a good promo. Like, that's what I'm here for. You know, the, the, te- the, the technical aspect, like the in-ring wrestling, I love that, too. But for me, it's all about the storytelling and, you know, having those storylines pay off and how you get there. And WWE is just recently it's been, it's been really bad. I think what's happening too is like they're, you know, these shows are going on and they're leading up to, to WrestleMania, but they're not, it's like almost like one of those things like, Oh my God, we we forgot to get like this past uh, Monday. It was like, like you said, it was mostly promos and in ring stuff. It was just like, Oh my God, we forgot to do that on that last Monday show. Yeah. Cause there was so much wrestling. Now we get to fill in this week with all the promos and catch everyone up and all that stuff. And so it's the like, actual WrestleMania event will probably be really good. I mean, that's the yeah, thing. I was about to say, the card looks amazing right now. I, I'm hyped for the yeah. card. The yeah. card looks really, really good. Yeah, no, so like, I, yeah. I exactly, have little to like, no doubts that it's going to deliver, but it'd just be a lot more fun if we had, if we were emotionally invested leading up to it, if we could yes. anticipate it, if we didn't have to it's, say like, yeah, the cards are going to be good, but the build is sucked. Cause um, you know, we, we were talking a little bit before we came on the air um, the last time a build was kind of this universally reviled was at WrestleMania 31. That was um, the, sh- the the big matches for that show were were Seth and Randy Orton, Roman and Brock was the main event. You had Undertaker and Bray Wyatt and Sting and Triple H. Um, and the build was, ladder match. Yeah, yeah, same thing. The build was all over the place. There were a lot of just really, really lame segments, like the type of segments you'd be embarrassed if you were a wrestling fan and somebody who was a non-fan saw you watching them. But then the show delivered. The show is a classic. I think WrestleMania 31 is in the top three or four best WrestleManias ever. There, there wasn't a bad match on the show. Everything over-delivered. So I'm hoping that we get a replay right now because at the end of the day, people are going to remember Mania. They're not really going to remember the build. True. But yeah. it's been bad and it's, it's hard to look up. You know, SmackDown's been decent most weeks. It hasn't been great by any means but smackdown has been decent but raw has just been horrible for the last yeah. like seven or eight weeks like it's not that it's not that it was great before that but it was at least watchable you could pick out some stuff that you liked but yeah. it, it but the last few weeks it has really gone off a cliff to the point where you know in our facebook group which is some of the hardest of the hardcore fans the people that are always going to try to find something to love they're saying like how are we supposed to watch this shit right yeah. now yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it is it is definitely tough tough to watch as a as a wrestling fan um, but uh, and the it would, other, you would be embarrassed if you had non wrestling fans. Oh you yeah, know what like, I mean, like if if I was like, hey, um, you know, I, I think you'd like this wrestling thing, and had them <laughs> sit down with me on Monday and watch that show, I would have been mortified that I like that well, people think that that's what I watch and spend my time doing, and you know, have a podcast about. You know, well yeah, that happened. That happened on Monday. I was I was watching it, 
and uh, the charade thing comes on, and my wife is like, "What the hell? What the hell are they doing?" Yeah, and I'm like, "Up, oh, this is this is, this no, is what nothing I watch. to see here. <laughs> see another, yeah, see, just go to sleep. This, yeah, move it along. This, <laughs> yeah. see here. Just go, just go to bed. But um, yeah, I kind of, I mean, I kind of allude to it on the on the Turnbuckle Tavern debate show, which airs on Monday, um, or oh, this upcoming Monday. Um, I kind of allude to it where you know the pay per views, man, in between, in between." Uh, Royal Rumble and Mania, you have so basically you have all these feuds where you're trying to do like blow offs and stuff. The blow off should be at WrestleMania, yeah. it shouldn't be anywhere in between WrestleMania. No, yeah, you shouldn't be doing blow offs. It should be the, any, the, uh, on a, <laughs> get rid of the elimination boss. chamber. Yeah, yeah exactly. nobody get likes of, premature blow offs. Yeah, nobody exactly. likes premature so, like, blow offs. You have, you have all these feuds, but you build all these feuds from Royal Rumble and then you do the blow offs at. At elimination. Yeah, chamber. you should be. Yeah, you, you should be using. <laughs> we've, hit, we've hit our where our quota for blow offs this week. Well, yeah. yeah. So like that's that's what it is. It's like you, you're trying to build. You're trying to build like storylines all the way up into mania. Yeah, you should be you're, using you're, those you're additional pay per views to build not even the car. not even pay per views. I think we should could totally get rid of them. They shouldn't. All that stuff should be TV time. You yeah, we talked about that better? last week. Like, why do we have so many pay per views between yeah. Royal Rumble wanna, and WrestleMania? You want to make Raw better? The reason why like AEW is doing great is because they're they're you know far in between their pay per views. But what they do is they utilize their TV time to give you those storylines and give you like pay per view caliber matches yeah. when they need to. And WWE like, used to do that stuff um, exactly. How how AEW will have like a branded episode of Dynamite back in the day. Like this is even prior to the In Your House days. They, I remember um, like they would have like you know. Raw Survivor Series Showdown, and it would kind of be like that was like your lead up show for Survivor Series, you know. So you had it was a little bit hyped up. You had a couple big matches on there, you know. Um, that would get you up instead of having to have another pay per view where you got to have you know six or seven yeah. matches on there. It's just you start to run out of stuff to do, you know. Yeah. All right, so let's end on a high note for Inside the Squared Circle this week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's get ready to. It is time for the latest showdown in the Chick Foley Show Prediction Championship. 2021 has been coming up Sheena all the way. Woo. She has been dominating Marco. Um, he did He did hold the title for a brief stint. And yeah, I don't, I don't want to complain. Out, that, I don't that was coming out of, uh, that was coming out of, what well, was TLC? Our, what was our last show of 2020? Was it? Uh, it was TLC, it was right? TLC. Yeah, it was TLC, TLC right? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, TLC was our last show, twenty twenty, and uh, Marco's been dominating since then. Um, Sheena, yeah, Sheena's been dominating since then. Excuse me. The uh, I'm, I, I moved on from the juice bomb to a broken skull IPA, so we may go off the rails here hard on tonight. the uh, the yeah, second right? half of the show. Um, we're gonna kick it off. We're gonna go in order. Sheena's gonna kick us off. Let's start with night one: Pete Dunn versus Kushida. This is kind of the few to establish she was the best technical wrestler in the world. Sheena, what's your prediction? So, um. I love the bruiser way. I think, I don't know. I, nothing, nothing against Kushida, but I just don't think he's going to be the person to get over on Pete Dunn. Um, I think Pete Dunn is just a badass, and he is the ultimate technical wrestler. So I'm going with my man Pete Dunn. All right, Marco. Yeah, no, I agree. Definitely Pete Dunn on this one. Uh, before I would have said Kushida because he was kind of on a roll, uh, beating everyone last year, and then. You know, coming into this year too, um, but he's he's stepping in front of one of the, like she said, one of the most badass dudes, uh, not just in NXT but in in wrestling. Yeah, 
In fact, so yeah, no, definitely Pete Dunn. The great thing about NXT, this is something they've been doing for years, you know, really since we've been watching it, is when it comes to TakeOver, you don't know who's going to win. Yes. Like yeah. a lot of times on WWE, sometimes they'll swerve us, but there's always an obvious answer for who is going to win the match nine times out of 10 on the main roster pay-per-views. This one could go either way. Both these guys are desperate for a victory. At the last TakeOver, Kushida lost to Johnny Gargano and Pete Dunn lost to Finn Balor. So um, whoever loses this one is taking a tumble down the card. You know, Pete Dunn is obviously, he's in the main event tier on NXT. Kushida is a really strong mid-carder. One of these guys is going to take a tumble off of this. So um, both these guys got to be desperate for a win i could see it going either way um i think pete dunn is gonna win just because pete dunn's got you know he he's got a legacy of coming up big on big matches and yeah we've kind of seen kashida fail uh or not one say fail but come up short time and time again and it's made him bleed into a heel turn you know because uh there's only so many times you could take a loss without something changing mm-hmm. and so I, I agree with you guys i think pete dunn's gonna take it but this should be an excellent match and i'd love to see this you know i put it first just kind of because that's how I wrote the matches down. I'd love, I think this would be a perfect opener to kick off our four big nights of wrestling on Mania Week because the yeah. match is definitely going to deliver. It's going to yeah. stand and deliver. See what I did there? <laughs> All right, up next, we got the triple threat match to crown the vacant NXT Tag Team Champions. We got MSK going up against Legato Del Fantasma and Grizzled Young Veterans. Marco, you're up first. MSK, that's it. There's no other yeah, Keep the momentum going. Yeah, they're, they're they're definitely winning. They're the they're the tag team. They're they're the tag team of of uh, NXT. I don't I don't see them losing this match at all. All right, Sheena. Yeah, I'm going with MSK too, but I I can totally see. You know, like you said, it, it could go anyway. Any one of these three tag teams are, are worthy champions. Um, but I can totally see it going to one of the heel um, teams, and then you know MSK having to like fight their way back to the back to the titles, but. Uh, yeah, I'm going with MSK Retain. Or, I actually MS- disagree with you guys. I think Grizzled Young Veterans are going to win this one. Mm. They uh, they had a, even though they came up short against MSK in the Dusty Cup, they had a hell of a showing, and, and that's you know kind of similar to Kushida. They've been coming up short for a while now, and I think it's their time to shine. Legado del Fantasma is there. I could see a situation where maybe MSK is ready to win, but Grizzled Young Veterans steal the pin somehow, and then we see MSK chase Grizzled Young Veterans for the first uh, few months of the the kind of new year of wrestling once we wrap up Mania Weekend. So I'm picking Grizzled Young Veterans on that one, even though my prediction does not count. <laughs> Who did you pick in the first one? We'll just have you. I'm gonna I'm gonna write down your picks as honorary. You know, I said Pete Dunn. Dunn. I think. Dunn? Pete Dunn's going to win. Yeah, I think Pete Dunn's going to win. We see we see some sort of change in Kushida going forward. All right, so up next, this is our first big money match of Mania Weekend. And again, just to let you guys know, um, we kind of went back and forth on how we were going to cover the week, of, you know, the next week and a half of wrestling because it's about to be jam-packed next mm-hmm. week. Just on WWE action is going to be slammed, um, not even taking into account AEW, NWA, and, and MLW, which we occasionally touch on as well. Um, the... We're going to record next Thursday night as well. So that uh, both weeks, it's going to be Friday at zero, at 6 o'clock Eastern uh, is when the episode's going to drop. So next Thursday night, right after TakeOver ends, we're going to come on and give you guys some lightning fresh uh, reactions and review from TakeOver. And then we're going to do our Mania predictions next week, if anyone's wondering how we were going to cover that. So... We'll talk. To, we'll run down the mania card next week, um, but let's move on to our first big money match of the night. Walter, the almost two year reigning, defending, undisputed 
uh, UK champ. I think by the time the show comes around, he will have been, he will have held it for two years. He's defending the UK championship against Tommaso Champa. Sheena, you're up first. Oh, I am so hyped for this match. I think it, I think it could definitely be match of the night. Um, you know, match of the week. Yeah, match of the 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 you know event of stand and deliver. Um, I think uh, I love Tommaso Ciampa. You guys know I, I love Daddy. I just uh, I got to go with Walter, man. I I can't see anybody taking the the title from him again. He's the longest reigning UK champion. Um, also breaking kayfabe a little bit. I don't see Tommaso flying over you know across the pond to uh, defend that thing, but. Uh, yeah, going with Walter. All right, Marco. Yeah, same here. <clears throat> Walter, there's, he, there's no stopping him. Um, I'm not sure who's going to stop him, but uh, it's not going to be for a very long time. I don't know who's <laughs> going to stop him either. It, it's really like I'm just thinking. I'm like, who is it going to be to find? He's going to have to relinquish it. He's going to have to be like Oscar and just <laughs> yeah. you know give up. Yeah. This, uh, this is the second straight match. You guys are zigging. I'm zagging. I think Tommaso Ciampa, he Ooh. you know, he's a lion in winter right now. You guys were clowning on his uh his his appearance last week. Not I clowning. think he's a desperate animal backed into a corner right now and you never want to fight him. I think somehow, some way he's gonna get a win. Now I don't think he's gonna no. go out and hit the the fairy tale ending or put on the you know the gargano stretch and get this guy to uh to tap out somehow, some way though, he's going to find a way to steal this match, you know, with some sort of, you know, pinning combination out of nowhere, some way Ciampa is going to win and he's going to end the streak of Walter. I would love, I would love to see it. I mean, I love Walter and I mean, I'm cool if he wins too, but I mean, I would, I would pop hard if Tommaso Ciampa. Don't get me wrong. I think he's going to catch the ass whooping of a lifetime in the rematch and drop that strap right back. But I think we are going to see Ciampa holding that NXT UK title and ending this reign of Walter. He cut a, um, he cut a wicked one. promo on Wednesday. Did you see did you see? Oh yeah. You know, it was but awesome. he, yeah, uh, he was back to being main event Ciampa. Yeah, they uh you I know mean, ripped his necklace off and then he kind of told the story of what, what that necklace meant to him and he just freaking snapped, dude. So yeah. I mean, well, hopefully with the money that he gets after he loses, he could buy another one. <laughs> he's not winning. That, uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that I think Ciampa's gonna be holding that belt up, you know. Yeah. Again, I don't think it's gonna be for a long time, but I think he will be. I won't, I won't be mad if the Silver Fox is uh, standing tall at the end of the night. All right, we're going to move on to the main event of night one. Another long-term champ, Io Shirai. She's closing in on a year as yeah. NXT Women's Champion. She is going to be defending against Raquel Gonzalez. Marco, you're up first. Oh, man. I think I said this a couple weeks back. I think I, I think we said if, if Io Shirai was on a big stage uh, defending this title, that she would probably lose it. Um, and I think that might happen. I think uh, I think I'm going Raquel. That's the only title change I see on night one is uh, Raquel Gonzalez um, winning the uh, women's title. The breaking kayfabe. The NXT's behind her. She's she's it. I mean, there's a reason why they momentum. Yeah, Yeah. momentum. Yeah, I think there's a reason why they they didn't hold the NXT women's tag team titles um, that long. I mean, in in one night (laughs) they lost it. I think they have big plans for her as a solo. uh, superstar. So yeah, uh, with Raquel on this one. All right, Sheena. Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's kind of ridiculous to pick against EO because she's proven us wrong time and time again. I mean, she's overcome some pretty freaking stiff competition. I, I last time I said she was gonna get beat by Tony Storm. You know, I thought Tony Storm was gonna take the title from EO, and sure enough, um, you know, she proved me wrong. But I feel it feels a little bit different right now. I feel like 
you know, the, the winds of change are coming and I'm going to go with Raquel Man, you should too. have told me you were going to drop that line. I would have had uh, winds of change by the scorpions queued up, ready to go. <laughs> Get the whistle board. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it's going to be Raquel. I think she's going to take EO out. I agree. I've been on record as saying that I think EO Shirai is the best women's wrestler in the world. I stand by that. Uh, but championship fatigue is a thing. Mm-hmm. She's had, she's been a fighting champion and had a lot of really, really hard fought title defenses over the past year. Raquel Gonzalez has got a ton of momentum and I think it's her time. I think she's going to rise up and, and take that women's championship on night one. We still have one more match to go for night one, even though it's not the main event. I want to save it for last because it's tied into a match on night two and we're going to do these two matches back to back. So Sheena, you're going to be up first. This is the gauntlet match to determine who's fighting Johnny Gargano on night two for the North American Championship. We got Leon Ruff, mm-hmm. Isaiah Swerve Scott, Bronson Reed, Cameron GameStop Grimes, Dexter Loomis, and L.A. Knight. So Sheena, who's your pick to win the gauntlet match? Oh, this one, this one's tough because I feel like, um, you know, there's a, there's a few good contenders here. I mean, Cameron Grimes has, like, crazy hype right now and crazy momentum, Um I just this was tough because you could tell a one night story with a gauntlet match. We've yes. talked about that before. WWE really excels at booking gauntlet matches, and any of these guys, you can make them a super credible um, challenger for Johnny Gargano in one night, regardless of what they've been doing up to now. So, yeah, this I, I this is a tough one for you guys. I'm interested yeah. to see where you guys go. And with then this one. you know you got Bronson Reed, who's just a freaking behemoth who could literally just take out any of these guys. You know, and I feel like him versus Johnny Gargano would be a, a crazy good match. And then you got this freaking crazy eyes Dexter Loomis, um, who I feel like is the is the other big big contender here. Uh, okay, I am going to go with. I think I'm going to go with Bronson Reed. I think Bronson Reed is going to win this. I, I, I kind of made a last minute gut check change. Uh, I had somebody else in mind, but I think I'm going to yeah, talk myself. He's definitely into one of the favorites, Marco. Who's your pick? Huh. Um, just to keep with the storyline that's been going on, um, just because it would make for like a pretty good match, just kind of like a uh, like a culmination of the storyline. I'm gonna go with Dexter Loomis as the Dexter as Loomis the, was my next pick. Yeah, he was he was yeah. my my uh, my original pick. Um, but then I kind of talked myself into to Bronson as I was well, yeah, going I mean, through it in my head. Bronson is definitely a uh, like a credible pick because he's been destroying They're everybody. Behind Bronson, I see he- Bronson kind of. I could see. Uh, I'm gonna break kayfabe here. Um, I see Bronson having a really strong showing and coming up short because I think they're ready to push him to the main event level. I think that's going to be his, you know, his path for the rest of 2021 and going to 2022. I think they want to elevate him to that main event NXT championship level, and I think he may end up just kind of bypassing the the North American championship picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So who's your pick, Marco? He said uh, Dexter. Dexter. What Dexter, about you, yeah, I Yeah, I, I agree. I think Dexter is the most motivated to get to Johnny Gargano and get his hands on him. So I agree with you. I think Dexter is uh, is going to win it. Y'all making me feel like I should have regretted my, my <laughs> change of heart now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Marco, you're going to kick off night two. So who do you think is going to win out of Dexter and Johnny Gargano? Oh, man. See, this is... This is a, this is a tough one. So I did pick Dexter Loomis to win. Does he win two nights in a row? That's the other thing. Does does Dexter Loomis? This is for the uh, the North American Championship, right? Yep. 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 Yeah. So, oh man, 
does Dexter? That, here's the thing: it's always a, is it? It's always does. Does this person need a title? Does it? Does it? Is a title going to make that person? Um, the fiend didn't need it. a title, and he got one. Yeah, you know. Yeah, see, that's 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 where I always have play back and forth with it. Oh, boy, can Dexter Lewis pull off two wins in a row if he does win the uh, the gauntlet match? Man, I'm gonna go. I'll go with. I'll go with Dexter. I'm gonna go with Dexter as a right. as a wow. two two time winner. Let, let's let's do, let's let's throw some dice on this. Take one. A Dexter Loomis to take away the North American Championship. All right, Sheena Bronson Reed versus Johnny Gargano. I'm going with Bronson, dude. I think if they're gonna push him to that level, I think if he's gonna get over the the gauntlet hump, he's going to uh, he's gonna go all She's the way. Going the uh, going the Keith Lee route, throwing that North American Championship on him. Yep. Yeah, um, I think Johnny Gargano is going to find a way to keep that belt. You know, he's Mr. NXT. I, you know, he had his run with the NXT Championship. I think he settled in to kind of be in the the gatekeeper between the mid card and the main event level. You still got Austin Theory, who's going to be out there. Obviously, he's fiercely loyal to uh, to Johnny, and I think he's going to find a way to play into the 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 match, whether it's Bronson Reed, Dexter Loomis, or whoever. I think Austin Theory is going to come in with the assist, and Johnny Gargano is going to retain that North American Championship. All right, let's move on to the NXT Women's Tag Team Belts. We got Ember and Shotzi going up against the way, keeping up with the Garganos. Um, Sheena, you're up first. Who do you think is going to win this one? I'm going with, um, what, what are we calling them? Black Moon? We call it, there's, so there's Black Moon, there's Moon Shots. Um, you know, it's whatever you want. I, I'm going with Black Moon. I think uh, I'm going with them. Uh, it just, one, they're badass. I love Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. Um I just feel like they can't keep bouncing these women's titles around. Like they got to defend them. They got to give them some clout. And I think Ember and Shotzi are the ones to, to do that. All right, Marco. Yeah, no, I agree. I gotta, I gotta go with my girl Shotzi uh, and Ember Moon. Yeah. De- they're definitely retaining the titles. I, I was going to pick the way at first, but yeah, the way could totally win this. You know, there's, yeah. there's definitely, they're definitely not out of the picture, but in my they mind, destroyed, they destroyed Shotzi's tank and they got a little bit of payback for that, but I still don't think they got their full, um, you know, I know this term's kind of bad in wrestling now, but they never got their full retribution for yeah. what they did to her tank. True. I think they're going to get it. I think they're going to get their asses kicked. Yeah. And to him. I think Johnny will retain the, his title, but, but I don't see the, you know, the way leaving with the, with three belts yeah. on, uh, at, at a takeover stand and deliver. So yeah, I, I'm in agreement with you guys. Moonshots will retain. Up next, we got the unsanctioned match. You know, shock the system. The fall of the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. Marco, you're up first. Oh man, this one, this could, this is this is one that could definitely go either way. Um, but I'm gonna go with the person that has the most to to gain off of this, and one that has the most the revenge written in their blood, and that's KOR. Combat Kyle O'Reilly. I'm picking him to uh to kind of destroy Adam Cole. Wow. All right, Sheena. Yeah, I'm going. With, I'm going with um Kyle O'Reilly too. Kyle O'Reilly has had some incredible matches since they've uh, started kind of to push him a little bit, and I think him and Adam Cole are just going to be an incredible matchup. Um, they know each other so well. I think it's just going to be bananas and. Yeah, Kyle O'Reilly's going over. And I think this is gonna be uh I think this is gonna be Adam Cole's farewell to uh to NXT. 
Do you guys think this might get the cinematic treatment, or is this definitely going to be a uh, just a regular match in inside the the Capitol Wrestling Center? I think it's going to be a regular match. These guys can definitely hang and put on just an, like a, a five star classic. Yeah, I agree. Match. I just thought there was the way it was presented so far on TV. I thought they at least left the door open that this could be somewhat of a different style presentation. But yeah, That's it definitely possible. seems like we're probably moving away from from cinematic. I actually, this is another one, man. I'm, I'm kind of on a different page with you guys on this takeover oh. event. I think Adam Cole is going to get his ass kicked. I think he, you know, we may see some, uh, a little bit of blood. I think he's going to, Marco, you're right. I think he's going to get destroyed, but somehow, some way, I think he is going to win this match, man. I think and maybe Roderick Strong comes back into play. He seems like he's a little bit of a lost soul with Undisputed Era um, kind of falling apart. We saw that on Wednesday night. I think maybe he's thinking that he needs to latch on to something, and it might be Adam Cole, and we see Roderick Strong come back and help uh, Adam retain over Kyle O'Reilly, you know? And then we still got Bobby Fish coming back from injury pretty soon. Maybe, you know, imagine a tag team match with Adam Cole and Roddy against, um, you know, the original Red Dragon, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Could you imagine how insane that match would be? Oh, yeah. Um, So I think Roderick Strong may actually come in and play a factor in this one way or another but i think adam cole even though he's getting his ass kicked i think he is going to win this match how do you how do you know that uh kyle o'reilly doesn't have a uh an ace an ace you know in the name of pat mcafee he might show up you never know <laughs> yeah. oh my now god that would be a serious serious swear <laughs> that would be yeah <laughs> yeah um let's go on this is another match along with walter and champa i think he has the potential to kind of steal the show for the whole week of wrestling this is the ladder match to unify the cruiserweight championships i love the the presentation to set this up when hbk came out to uh to kind of announce it jordan devlin and santos escobar ladder match to crown the undisputed cruiserweight champion uh sheena you're up so I am going to go with Santos Escobar. Um, one, just because I, I like I like him better than Jordan Devlin, <laughs> straight up. Um, so I'm, I'm pulling for him. Um, but Jordan yeah. Devlin's like diet Finn Balor to me. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I couldn't kind of put my finger on it. I was just like, you know, what? what is it about him besides – besides the fact that I think he had some like, you know, questionable actions. Didn't he back in the, all the, uh, nothing that really stuck, but yeah, his name, his name was thrown around in the dirt. Yeah. A little so bit. he, yeah. We'll, so we'll he got kind of, away from that. Yeah. Stuff, he kind of, he kind of got dragged through the mud a little bit, but, uh, yeah, I'm going with Santos Escobar for this, but yeah, I agree with you. It's going to be an insane match. Uh, could be match of the weekend for sure. Marco. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Definitely. Santos Escobar is my pick. He's definitely proven himself. Um, over the past over the past year, actually, he's he's kind of grown on me when he first came with the mask on and stuff like that, and then revealed himself. And you know, yeah, I, was I agree. No hate to uh, no no hate to Angel Garza, uh, but with Andrade gone, I think Santos Escobar is the best luchador in the entire WWE system right now. You know, oh yeah, d- yeah, no, without a Dude's doubt, he's awesome. Um, he can cut a promo. He's a freaking superstar in the ring. He he looks the part, uh, and I see big big things. For this guy, yeah. Uh, in, in some ways, I feel like the cruiserweight title may be holding him back because I think this guy's ready to again be it, be right in the mix in the NXT main event scene. But and we yeah, just this, we just want the cruiserweight title, you know, here here on the mainland. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, exactly. We, we want to yeah, be able to see it, it defended yeah. here. Um, you know, <laughs> not not that we love NXT UK, but sometimes it just doesn't make it on the the wrestling agenda for the week. It's hard you know? to and find time for. It's it. hard to find time, and you know, it's been you know, pretty much canceled for the better part of a year. So, yeah. Yeah. So Santos definitely gets my win over Finn Balor light. I agree. 
All right, it's time. Speaking of Finn Balor Light, this is our main event of TakeOver Stand and Deliver. It's been a big match. People have been talking about it for a long time, and it's finally here. Finn Balor defending the NXT. It's a match 25 years in the making. I wouldn't go that far, but it's uh, a 30 years. 100 years. (laughs) Finn Balor defending the NXT Championship against Karrion Cross. Uh, Marco, you are first. Oh man, a lot, a lot has changed since this match has taken place. Um, man, I want, I want to go with Finn Balor on this one, but oh boy, oh god, here comes the butt. I, yeah, I think I'm. Are I'm you think, sure? I think I'm, yeah, I'm sure. I think I'm going with Karrion. I think Karrion's winning the title. I don't. I don't take back I'm the kinda, title. He never lost. I'm di- I'm dismissing the fact that he he's not going to the main roster just yet. Um, I think yes. I think since the move to Tuesday, the move to Tuesday changed changed my perspective a lot because um, I could see Finn ba- Finn Balor easily losing and showing back up on the main roster. Um, okay, is where they kind of don't need him in the the quote unquote. Wednesday Night Wars. And they desperately um, need him on Raw and SmackDown or SmackDown. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, I'm going with, I'm going with Karrion. He's he's I, I, he's on a roll. He's like, he destroys everybody. I don't see him just losing to Finn Balor either. That's the other thing. Not that Finn Balor is just like some guy that you can beat easily. It's just, it's Karrion Cross, and you've seen what he's done for the past months, just destroying yeah. everybody, he just fa- coming back from his praise. injury. And yeah, yeah, I'm going with Carrion. Sheena, your pick. Uh, I cannot disagree. I'm going to go with Carrion. Um, Finn, Finn Balor has been a strong NXT champion since coming back to NXT. Um, he's the man, and yeah. to go over Finn Balor, Carrion has a lot to gain by yep, by getting this win. Exactly. And I think it's really going to help just solidify him as a legitimate champion and really kind of re integrate him into the that title uh picture and just you know make people remember why we were so hyped for him to to come to nxt in the first place and i yeah I, i'm going with Kieran on this wow i i am just really on a different page from you guys on this event i think finn is going to retain and i'm i'm pretty i'm very very confident in that pick um one i just feel like finn's got the momentum and just kind of breaking kayfabe. I feel like Finn's going to win, and this is going to be Karrion Cross's swan song for NXT because he already won the belt. He had his moment, you know. At the uh, no, I forget what the well, he, he didn't. He didn't. Def- he didn't he even get to have though. his moment. He had to relinquish yeah, no. the, the following week, right? Yeah. But nobody. But I'm saying he had his moment where he won the belt. You know, he beat Keith Lee clean as well, a sheet for the belt. At well, uh, he didn't the, get to be a reigning defending champion though, so it's like that moment was taken away from him. Right, but we saw that with Drew. You know, Drew won the belt and then he lost it. He got injured and lost it in his first defense. And the next time we saw him was on the main roster. I think that this, uh, I, I think this last little stint on NXT for Karrion Cross has kind of just been like a rehab thing. Like you see in baseball, sometimes when guys are gone with an injury for a long time, they'll come back and do a couple weeks in the minor leagues before they come back to the to MLB. I think it's the same thing for Karrion Cross. I think this is just a little pit stop, and I could see him debuting on the first Raw or SmackDown after WrestleMania. I think he's ready to go for the main roster. But more importantly, I just feel like Finn has established himself as the man in NXT. That's his thing. Um, And quite frankly, I think Finn is one of the best wrestlers in the world right now. You know, I think he's probably a top two or three pro wrestler in the entire world. He is, which is why it's going to be so mage whenever Karrion goes over. Exactly. Yeah. 
but I don't think Carrion's going to go over because I think Finn is better than Carrion. So, hey, you guys heard it here first. I'm doubling down. I think Finn Balor is going to win this match at Takeover. We'll see who's right. You know, I think I'm. Uh, I, I, maybe maybe we need to start making this prediction championship a triple threat. You know, maybe that's what needs to happen. I'm here for it. I'm not scared. Bring it. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely on a different page with you guys on this event for on a, on a few of these matches. But but yeah, I think Finn's going to win. So uh, we'll see what happens, and I'll definitely be ready to eat crow. Well, I got on, I got uh, all your I got all your picks down here, brother. So uh, you know <laughs> the great we'll, thing we'll is. The great thing is that we are going to be going live next week's episode, literally like right as the bell rings after this match. So, uh, you know, Marco and Sheena can, can throw the alley-oop and dunk on me if I'm wrong on this one. Uh, <laughs> but let's do a quick recap. Wh- which matches did you guys differ on, Sheen? What's going to be the deciding matches on Sand and Deliver? So the deciding matches, um, it's going to be the the gauntlet and the, uh, the North American title because he chose... Uh, Dexter Loomis for both. Both you guys picked Gargano to lose, though, right? We both picked Gargano to lose, okay. but so I picked. So we got the gauntlet match then, so that one's going to count. And then yeah, that was it, right? I picked. Well, he picked Dexter to win, and I picked Bronson. Yeah, but that will cancel out. That's true. Be, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, and then so let me see if there the was gauntlet any match. Is that the only one you guys differed on? Let me do a quick rundown. Yeah. That's it. All right. You, you know, so me, Marco, is, Marco and I, we're, we're pretty synced up, dude. Marco you guys and I. Are, yeah. yeah, you guys are both cut from the same cloth on your uh, your wrestling fandom. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that gauntlet match is going to be the big one to determine if Sheena retains. And remember, guys, if it's a uh, tie, Sheena retains the belt. So she may be able to hold it through Mania if uh, we have some kind of wild card winner in that gauntlet match. You guys ready for Go Figure? Let's go. Drop by and visit the Turnbuckle Tavern. Every Thursday, we give you the most in-depth analysis of all things AEW, as well as dive into Impact Wrestling, NWA, and all things Indie. If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love the Turnbuckle Tavern, available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. Go Figures, where we cover the latest and greatest in the world of wrestling figures and talk about what we've each added to our own personal collections. Reminder, this segment is brought to you by our good friends at Ringside Collectibles, the number one worldwide retailer in wrestling figures. Use code Chick Foley to save 10% on all your orders at Ringside. And here we go. All right, Marco, take us away with figure news. All right, let's start it off with a little ringside news. We have uh, a little bit of the bubbly Chris Jericho uh, ringside exclusive back in stock. Um, so obviously, if you order it, use uh, code Chick Foley for ten percent off your order. So um, I haven't seen anybody that's gotten it off of the restock. Do we know if the um, if the skin tones were updated? I know that uh, good friend of the show. I'm gonna steal your line, Marco. Uh, Jeremy <laughs> Padauer said that there was there was a reissue overseas when the the Series One AEW figures came out. They had updated the skin tones. That was the big criticism with Series One AEW was that the skin mm-hmm. tones were just kind of pasty and you know kind of dead for lack of a better term. Um, have you seen is, is the skin tone updated on that, that bubbly uh, Chris Jericho figure? I haven't seen it yet. Cause they, they I haven't either. I mean, it just went back. Same, yeah. Stuff, I think so. it's the same promotion, the you know, same, same photos. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't, it may it not be the like same anyway. figure, but I think like, you know, the, the listing 
is still the same. You know what I mean? Okay. I mean, Jer- Jericho's not a super tan dude anyway, so I mean, right? I like just a- thought, maybe, yeah, I was just wondering if there was any differences because it's been, um, you know, it's been damn near a year since that figure came out. I think that was July last year when yeah. we got that figure, and so yeah, we're almost, you know, it's about eight months since then. So I was wondering if there were any differences. Um, this is for the people out there who are buying these things as investments. I do think this Jericho figure could be a good one to get and keep MOC because it really is the original AEW figure. It came out a month before series one hit anywhere. So this is the first AEW figure. And I think that line is well on its way to being one of the best ever in wrestling history. Yeah, I think so too. I definitely agree with that. Um, I actually might pick up another one just in case. I'm thinking um, about it, man. Just, yeah. <laughs> I, you, you guys know, if anybody's heard us, me and Sheena are like hardcore um, anti-MOC. But yeah, I am actually thinking about it just because it does have the status as being the OG AEW figure. So I could see this one maybe 10 or 15 years from now being worth some big bucks. But uh, yeah, the, the packaging too, it's like it, it's it, it's display worthy too as well. Yeah, yeah. The packaging we kept, is beautiful. Even, yeah, even though we unboxed ours, we uh, we definitely kept the packaging because yeah, it's, it's just so unique, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, the uh, uh, Mr. T. Roddy Piper uh, Lee Two Pack is also back in stock as well. So if you didn't nice. get to get that the first time around, it's it's back there. Awesome, awesome Elite um, Two Pack. Great set, man. Then, I didn't yeah. add that set to my collection just because I'm not a fan of that match, and I already have an awesome Roddy Piper, and I have the San Diego Comic Con Mr. T. But if you're a fan of WrestleMania 2 or you just like having unique figures, they nailed it on this collection with the robes and the boxing gloves. Yeah, boxing gloves, gloves are um, a cool yeah. accessory. Yeah, just a really, really cool set. Yeah, just seeing uh, just seeing like WWE League figures with boxing glove hands, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, hopefully they do some other type of stuff. Maybe do like a, um, what was it? Oh, why am I forgetting the, the tournament that they did? The Brawl for uh, All. Brawl for all, Maybe yeah. Let's do a give, brawl give for us all a uh, yeah. Give us give us Bart Gun and Butterbean. You know, yeah. from <laughs> two pack. There we go. Um, but yeah. So speaking of two packs, uh, the Jeff, Triple H and Jeff Hardy Elite Two Pack is also in stock. Uh, yeah, at, me uh, and Sheena, uh, we unboxed that on IG Live on Monday night. Sheen, what did you think that, of that two pack during that Repug episode of uh, Raw? This is as AJ yeah. was playing charades and picture. Yeah, I was like, we got to do something to pick up the marks, dude. I know they're not trying to watch this shit. Um, no, the it looks awesome, dude. I mean, you know, they all they always nail Jeff Hardy. I think he just his figures always look amazing. Uh, but yeah, th- it's definitely worth a pickup for the two pack. Yeah, um, no, it's a, it, I mean, the elite two packs. I think that kind of like at the beginning stages, it was just like I thought it was going to be like a one like a, a one time deal mm-hmm. when they had the AJ Styles and Finn Balor one. But uh, now obviously it's became like it's become like a staple. Yeah, it's a running line. Um, I look forward to them. They said the next line, the next ones are going to be um, modern day superstars. So I'm really excited to see who they do. Yeah, because the original the original one they they broke them up. It was supposed to be uh, Natalia Nightheart and um, Anvil. oh yeah, and Anvil and the announced? two packs. Yeah, yeah, they first announced the two packs uh, when they well, remember they and, did the ringside exclusive two pack just the Hardy Boys. It was like that yep. epic moments. Uh, yeah, said or what was it? Was it well, epic no, the moments? epic moments was that was part of the epic moments line. The Hardy Boys were the brood figures. The yeah, ones the, yeah, they were the, the, the Gadzook style shirts and stuff. Yep. Oh yeah, that was yeah. the ringside exclusive. That's the, right. That was yeah, the ringside yeah, the exclusive. But yeah. when they and then we yeah, had, when they announced yeah the elite two pack as I like, kind of like a line. Yeah. They actually had the, we had the, the uh, Maddie Nightheart and Anvil. We had AJ and we had AJ and Finn. Then we had Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio. Yep. And after that, Piper. Yep. Well, after that, it was supposed to be the Maddie. It was China and Triple H, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, China yeah, Triple H, but they split. 
they ended up making a uh, Anvil Collectors yeah. edition, and then uh, Natty was in one of the uh, I forget what series yeah. it was. We had Brett and um, Goldberg. That was another yep. cool set. Yeah, uh, with the uh, yeah. They do well because they've been selling out and then the the secondary market, the value's been going up on these things after they sell out on yeah. uh, ringside and Amazon. So hopefully these keep going for a while because anytime you can get, you know, two figures in a set looks cool. And Mattel's done a great job of making the packaging unique for all of these. You know, Brett and Goldberg had the Nitro style packaging. Yep. Uh, Triple H and Jeff Hardy had the old school SmackDown look. So, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of this line and I hope it keeps going for a while. Yeah, and you get the uh, with the uh, Mr. T and Roddy Piper, you get the WrestleMania backdrop as well, which is pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, the WrestleMania so, too. Yep. Um, so we'll move on to these. I'm not sure if you have you guys familiar with these uh, Fogo uh, limited yeah, edition. Yeah, I just like, looked them up a little bit ago. Yeah, this Daniel um, Bryan one is freaking awesome. It is dude. awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they're they're uh, they're limited to 144 pieces. Uh, they cost about 50 bucks, but this one in particular from Daniel Bryan, it depicts his uh, WrestleMania 30. Uh, win. These are the uh, most elaborate bobbleheads I've ever seen. Yeah, they're yeah, pretty awesome. They look, they look pretty big, man. Like, I, yeah, these uh, these would definitely be a very striking display piece in, in the collection. I, I feel like if you had um, like an individualized collection, like if you had like a big Daniel Bryan collection, you would have to have this piece. Oh yeah, 100%. it looks incredible, man. Yeah, I mean, I would get it just because um, I attended that the WrestleMania 30 where he did win that. So I think that would be like a little like cool a pretty little cool like, piece yeah a little and 50 bucks isn't bad for as nice as this thing is you know that's that's yeah, a no, fair price point there's some serious um some serious tlc yeah and it's got uh, like a little ring these. base and everything you know yeah and he has a both titles and he's holding them up kind of like that the picture the iconic picture yeah the sculpt- and the sculpting and everything and looks really good on these yeah um so the second one i just see this one this, this one is uh, insane yeah this one's a 90 dollar one and it's a uh, edge Spearing Jeff Hardy off of the, the off ladder, the ladder. Uh, <laughs> from their TLC match, yeah. which is pretty cool. Same thing, limited to 144 pieces. Um, ninety dollars. It's guys... funny that well, these it's basically like two figures though. You know, you get Edge yeah, and exactly. Jeff Hardy, so yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's yeah. a double bobblehead. Yeah, it's a double bobblehead. Um, but yeah, it, like it's funny that you can even consider these. Like, because when I think of bobbleheads, I literally just think of like the little single stands, little yeah, like baseball yeah. players, right? And uh, it's yeah, they, these are like little statues that just happen to have bobbly heads. Yeah, no, they're pretty. It, it, I was actually look the, the the Jeff Hardy Edge one is pretty cool. They're kind of like smiling. I don't think uh, neither one of them were smiling when uh, yeah. <laughs> when that. Yeah, they happened. were. They were smiling in the <laughs> bobbleheads. But uh, and the ladder yeah. wasn't there either. Why is the ladder right there? Because the ladder was in the corner. You know, Edge dived off the ladder. Yeah, I, I don't really get that either, but. Just, I think it's just to like commemorate there was a ladder. Yeah. Right. That, there was a ladder. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a there was a ladder in play. Um but yeah, so yeah, those are pretty cool. I mean, they're not they're not in my wheelhouse for like figure collecting, but definitely if you're into the, like the statues and um that type of stuff. Yeah, if you um, need a little Dwight Schrute bobblehead action on your desk. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> this is the perfect way to go. No, exactly. Um next up the uh so uh they have an Entertainment Earth exclusive WWE Rock Funko Pop. Uh, he, I think he's holding the the scratch title we actually just yeah, talked about yep. earlier. That was the uh, um, the Big Eagle, as it's as it's known. I think. Yeah, uh, that ships in June. So if you're looking for that uh, that exclusive Rock Funko Pop, definitely go on there and order it. Yeah, I mean, he's wearing the Bring It shirt. Yep. That, so that was around the time when he was uh, he fa- he he beat uh, what do you call it. CM Punk, right? And then that they, they debuted. Oh yeah, that you're title. right. Yeah, this wasn't the Big Eagle. I was thinking of the other 
Walmart exclusive rock pop that's out right now. These pops are hard to keep up with. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, this is the scratch logo. Yeah. This was the the WWE belt that predates the one we have right now. So yeah, this yeah. was right yeah. after uh, World Rumble 2013. Yeah, so he's yep, got the, he you know, the people's did. eyebrow and got the little bring it hand going on, and then the scratch title. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. I mean, I've been I've been kind of like slowing down on the on the pop stuff, but. But yeah, this one's actually so pretty yeah. So this is so we'll, we'll we'll deep dive right here. Yeah, the pops. This is what I was talking about in our Facebook group. People have uh, people are getting the Funko WWE ring that's out with that Austin yeah. and Rock set. I didn't even know that was even available for purchase yet. And somehow people are already getting that in the mail. And then I saw people getting the Rock and Mankind Walmart exclusives. Which need again, those. I need to hit up our buddy uh, Scott Ignatowski. Got that in the mail today. I don't know how because I've been trying to. I've been searching for that on Walmart, and it has not even showed up yet. So that's the one. The rocks in the. Uh, he's in like his his like track pants and, and that black shirt that he was wrestling in in early '99, and he's holding up the big eagle belt with the the first ever mankind pop. So we definitely got to add that set to the collection. We um, gotta have that mankind pop. I mean, I've been wanting a mankind pop for like five years now. Yeah, this years. was on Sheena's uh, 30th birthday cake. Her yes. friend uh, had that. She, my friend sculpted me one out of gum paste and made it for the topper of my uh, 30th birthday cake. That's pretty cool. So, yeah. Yeah. And then our buddy Dougie Nunya, you know, the guy that's always bringing the uh, the R rating to the the, uh, the Chick Foley show group. He's got the, <laughs> uh, he's got the Funko ring with the Rock and Austin two pack. So again, I didn't even know this shit was hitting right now. I thought all this stuff was like months away, but we got people in the Foley fam group who got it coming in and uh, it looks very, very cool. So definitely need to get that ring and we got to get that mankind pop. So I'm on the hunt. I'm hoping I don't got to pay that eBay tax, but, uh, but you know, I- I'm starting to put my feelers out to try to acquire this stuff and, and uh, I'm ready, man. Cause the, the Funkos, they are addicting there. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just the cuteness of them or what, but when they start hitting, I feel like I got to have them all. You know, we talked about the 7-Eleven Stone Cold Pop last week. Um, now I see that there's another rise. So we got the one that didn't have the 7-Eleven exclusive sticker on it. I guess the second wave of those pops that are hitting actually has that 7-Eleven logo sticker on it. And that's adding like an extra 40 bucks to the value Dang. on it. So just to show you oh, the wow. insanity of the uh, Funko market. We open all ours up anyways. But yeah, uh, if you find them with that 7-Eleven sticker on there, kudos. And historically, gotta, yeah. historically, those those 7-Eleven exclusive pops, they skyrocket in value. Clearly, I don't, I don't know what, what the value is going to be on this one, but the Ray Mysterio, the 7-Eleven yeah, like Ray the Mysterio. Yeah, that's the most valuable WWE one. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I've seen the thing go for like 390 bucks before on eBay. Yeah. How did we get three new rock pops? That's what I want to know. Like of all the people know. that we need, like we got three new rock pops. Mm. Like, you know, no shade, no shade to the rock. I mean, Jesus, he's the rock, but come on now. Yeah, I don't know. There might be might be something happening. I don't know. He has a lot of WWE merch popping up. Who knows? That's true. Yeah, maybe making an appearance at, at <laughs> some time in the near future. Um, but they're um, gonna have to sell a hundred thousand seats uh, for Mania next year. <laughs> Rock and Roman, make it happen. No, I would, I would. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll be in attendance definitely. Can That's- you imagine if Roman retains and we? We have Roman Reigns coming in with a year and a half long WWE or Universal Championship reign. Oh, WWE will never let cousin, that happen. The Rock. Oh, that would be oh, incredible. If, man. It, would, it would be incredible. But the fact that you think it would be incredible and the fact that we all would be like, yes, that would be awesome. Like that. It's, it clearly means it's not going to come to fruition. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So we'll move on to the uh, Walmart exclusive uh, WWE garbage pill kids are actually up for uh, pre-order right now, along with some plushies. There's, uh, there's two uh, plushies that they have. It's uh, Stone Cold. 
Steve Austin and they uh wreck it Roman as well. So you can actually get some uh some stuffed uh plushies out of those two. But the uh the garbage pill kids are uh Ultimate Warrior, uh Randy Savage, uh Andre the Giant and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um what do you guys what do you guys take on the have you They're seen cool, these? man? I, I love garbage pill kids as a kid. Um these are very neat. They definitely capture it. So we got Seeding Steve, uh, what's yep. the warrior's name on here? Uh, it's un- un- Unraveled Warrior. Yeah, Unraveled Gigantic Warrior. Gigantic Andre. And then Savage Randy. Yeah, these the they're ones. neat, man. Um, not for my collection. I don't have any need to to add them, but uh, but they're pretty cool, anyways. You know, I definitely they they're they're gonna look awesome on the shelf or as a desk display or something. If you're looking for something at work to kind of just show off. Yeah, your, uh, I love I love fandom. obscure merch like this and like obscure pieces and like collaborations like this is like right in my wheelhouse but yeah just for yeah. you know space and stuff like that i just you know i won't be adding them to the collection but i can't wait to see what they look like in person when people actually get them all four are still available they're showing july 1st for the delivery date right now so yep. they're not flying off the shelf sometimes these walmart pre-orders just sell out like instantly um but no these are definitely pretty cool yeah no they, I, I i've noticed a lot of like there's a lot of statues and a lot of like displays and stuff like that of uh wrestling figures coming out um seems like there's like a market for for that type of stuff too so i think this is the collectibles everybody's trying to get in on you know they've been popping so much since the the pandemic that i think uh people think now's the time to cash in they know a lot of people are going to buy this stuff just on speculation that they can get it and it's going to skyrocket in value over the next you know couple years yeah, wait till uh, I think who I think was it on our Facebook group? Someone was talking about the uh, the Ultimate Edition. Yeah, uh, why line. they're selling how, so yeah, much? Ultimate yeah, how it went sky high right now. You know, <laughs> those are yeah, yeah those so, early Ultimate Editions. If you stacked those, yeah, you you're doing good right now. Oh man, yeah, you're you're gonna you're gonna cake up as I like to say. Um, <laughs> oh, <wow>. But <laughs> but anyway, uh, so we'll move on to so uh, this was after I think we record we recorded a little bit earlier last week, so. We missed this one here. It's the uh, AEW Series Six. Uh, they, uh, our friend of the show, Jeremy Padauer, actually uh, released some uh, digital sculpts of every single uh, figure in the line. Did you guys get a uh, chance to take a look at these? I did, man. And even though we love everything AEW's doing, and I'm sure there's going to be some cool figures coming out of this set, I think it's safe to say that this was by far the most underwhelming figure reveals that AEW's done so far that really seemed to be the consensus across the board just not a lot to get excited for you know i think uh what is it the uh um the, the uh cheetah yeah the, the, cheetah only and the jake hager or the oh, yeah, jake, figures. Sorry. i am glad to get jake hager because I, I that's one figure that mattel never really nailed you know their jack swaggers were always i feel like they were always way too like thin you know jack swaggers a pretty thick dude you know big dude season and they were always like really skinny so i'm looking forward to to getting a jake hager figure i uh you know sheena posted on her account that we're hoping the chase for that set is his jake from state farm look from when he debuted on the first episode of dynamite <laughs> with the dad jeans and the, freaking the kind of slouchy polo yeah uh that'd be awesome for a uh for a chase but yeah this was again we're still excited because i'm sure there's going to be some gems out of this set but uh this it's not the most hype set we've ever had this one's a little bit more low-key especially yeah. compared to aw unraveled five where we're getting luchasaurus and well i think Boy yeah Jack. i think just the sense of urgency is not going to be there you know what i mean because when there's only like one or two first time in lines it just kind of like kills the excitement for the set you know because you're not yeah. like if you already have a chris jericho sure you might want to add duplicates to your to your collection you know but it's it's definitely kills a little bit of the momentum 
for I think uh, we're going to be seeing this one going to like pre-order set four and five. Like we've seen some of right. the last ones on ringside collectibles. I think you're going right. to have a uh, plenty of time to get this set pre-ordered if that's what you want to do. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought they were pretty cool. I mean, I'm, I'm always down for some, uh, some, some type of reveals of the, of the figures to get an idea of what they're going to look like and stuff like that. But obviously the, the best way to see them is, you know, the actual like uh, prototypes and stuff like that. So can't wait to see what they look like in person and actually see what the uh, what the the chase figures are gonna going to be in that set. Um, so move on to the uh, so S SDCC is returning mainly returning in a smaller capacity as it, as as they say. So obviously you have WrestleMania right now. It's, they're gonna have fans in attendance. So SDCC is looking to return with with some people in attendance stuff like that. Um, personally, I'm going to kind of miss it. I kind of liked it last year where they had that, uh, that virtual one and they were just like dropping bombs like left and right all day long. And you're just like, Oh my God. Oh my yeah. God. All the, all these like crazy reveals and stuff like that. Obviously we're going to get the same type of like effect if they do have it, uh, you know, live and in person, but I'm going to kind of miss that whole virtual. Cause you felt like you were a part of the, of the, of, of SCC at that, uh, last year. So I'm going to kind of miss that. But what do you guys think of it? kind of returning to like a smaller capacity that's good any any return to you know the normal stuff we were doing pre pre pandemic is always good and san diego comic-con is definitely something that's on like the bucket list for me and sheena to go to we love san diego um that's an awesome city to hang out in for for a long weekend or a vacation uh so looking forward to attending some year um but yeah hopefully this year is just kind of a stepping stone and next year we can get back to the full-on san diego comic-con that we know and love yeah, definitely. I agree. Um, so moving on, I know a lot of people have been waiting for this. Uh, WWE Elite Fan Takeover Series 2 starting to ship from Amazon. Um, I haven't checked my email yet to see if I have uh, received any notifications of anything. But a lot of people are getting stuff for uh, Randy Orton. Uh, that looks like it's the first one to be shipping out. So I didn't put that in the in the notes, but that's what it, that's what I've read of majority of of uh, the people that have pre-ordered it, it looks like Randy Orton's been the the main person that they've been getting the uh, yeah. I've seen I've seen a couple of Johnny Garganos that have hit yeah. already. Also, um, yeah, I don't know. I I'm not sure what the rhyme or reason is on how people have been getting their figures already because we ordered these basically like within 20 minutes of those things going live. All four of our we ordered the whole set because the pictures were messed up and we didn't want to yep. risk missing out on any. Yeah. Um, same here. And all of ours are still showing arriving Tuesday, April 13th. So one thing I think is maybe because we ordered them at the same time, Amazon's grouping them and whatever figures coming in last is ones we're getting. But yeah, you're right. I've seen a bunch of Randy Orton's and I've seen like one or two Johnny Gargano's hitting yeah. uh, somebody in our, our group. Actually, I think it was Adrian Gonzalez actually got uh, Johnny Gargano today. The figure looks amazing. I think it's the best Johnny Gargano so far. I have not seen any Christians or Xbox hitting yet, though. Um but yeah, cool set. And I'm really looking forward to these. Like I said, I, I've, I'm normally uh, pretty patient on my Amazon stuff, but I've, I've been checking every single day. Just wait. I, I you know, I'm hoping that every single day I'm gonna see that uh, that ship notification. Sheen, which figure are you most excited for out of this set? X Pac, duh. He's he's too scared to show up over here with the the Chick Fil A crew. <laughs> you know what I mean, he's uh, that's why he's holding up the whole Amazon, you know, uh, shit. He's like, no, no, guys, we can't go. We can't go. They're killing legends over there. <laughs> yeah, shout out. Was that was that busted open that we yeah. got the, uh, he he talked about Marco correcting him? 
Yeah, that was Marco that was went over strong on the Hall yeah, of Famer. They, they were like, "Oh, that's a nice T-shirt." He's like, "Yeah, it's by homage. Have you ever heard of those guys?" He said, uh, "He said, yeah." He said, "I went off on some guy on Twitter because I thought he was stealing." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's like, "You know, there's it so much, me. there's so much bootleg stuff." And I was like, "Some guy that was the MVP, Marco didn't." <laughs> it was me. Yeah. Austin. Res- it was it me. was me all along. Um, but yeah, that was that was pretty funny actually. I can't wait for that's my favorite figure out of the whole. Set I told you, you you're gonna have, have to start. Of, you're gonna have to start a collection. You yes, know, just dude. a just an MVP collection of of legends that you've taken yeah, down. You need to dip into the, the Twins College Fund. Go grab Hasbro <laughs> One Two Three Kid. You need to have every Sean Waltman figure that's ever been produced, man. <laughs> and then and then uh, just unbox everything too. Yeah, yeah, just buy a bit on card. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, and just unbox it. back One Two Three, and then yeah. just open it live. And watch everyone just like, oh, it'll be bad. We'll, if I we'll do that. start. We'll we'll have a new unboxing series on the YouTube called, you know, the the homage. Uh, it'll be like the, you know, I can't. We'll, what will we call it? like the homage invitational, or you just yeah, the homage. Up there. <laughs> <laughs> be hilarious. Um, all right, so this is this is actually I'm actually pop for this because I'm I don't know why, but I'm a, I'm a super. I'm a, I want to say super fan, but I. I I love Enzo, dude. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. You can hate me all you want, but Enzo. I think great. he got a bad rap. I'm yeah. right. I think, I think the Enzo hate that he was receiving in, uh, you know, in kind of 2017, 2018. I think it's aged poorly. And yeah, I, I yeah. think we need to start. I I would not be sad to see him pop back up, whether in WWE or AEW. The guy. Um, he, you know, the whole stuff that happened with his criminal charges or criminal accusations. Yeah, obviously. That Worth. kind of was proven to be bullshit. He got a bad yep. rap because I think he probably could handle a little bit better. But at the end of the day, the guy was innocent. Um, and, and I'm with you, man. The guys, the, the cruiserweight belt in WWE was never hotter than when Enzo had it. I still remember that segment where every other cruiserweight was surrounding the ring and Enzo went around just straight up fucking oh, roasting. Oh, roasting. Yeah. Yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> yes. So how good. you doing? How, how you, you doing? doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, how, I would how, not you, be, how you doing used to be a, a household uh, phrase around the Phelps house. But how you doing? Yeah. And even though they had started to wear out their welcome a little bit i think the fans are ready to embrace them i think you know assuming that we start getting live audiences back for the most part shortly after mania i think it would be a huge pop to hear enzo and Cass's music hit and come out and do the whole shtick you know and see them i think that'd be a good way to electrify the tag team scene in wwe to see those guys come back be so good but yeah so since we're talking about it so much uh so zombie sailor is uh, actually doing a retro style Enzo, so N-Z-O, not E-N-Z-O. Real uh, one. Out, yeah. yeah, the real one coming out later this year, which I'm super We're finally super getting the lost for. Enzo retro. Yeah, he yeah. was the, uh, you know, we had in the Hasbro days, we had Rhythm and Blues Greg Valentine. For the retros, it was Enzo Amore, and we're getting it released. Yeah. <laughs> this one's probably going to be the... The the one that everyone's gonna go for, I think, out of out of out of all these, because just because it it was so sought after on the retro line. Do we have a price um, point for these yet? Uh, no, no, but no we details. do have. Yeah, we do have. We do have a little bit of details from from ZST, friend of the show. Um, yeah, so he said. So basically, five figures will be coming out all at once. So they're not coming out one by one. So all the figures that they've announced, they're coming out. Uh, all at once for our vintage style wrestling figure line. Not one or two, five mm. figures dropping at once and shipping all at the same time. Take my money. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm yeah, thinking they're going to being about their from he hasn't come out and put a hard price point on it, but from just the hints they've been given, I think they're probably going to be about 25 or 30 bucks shipped, which yeah. for the oh, small bats so. these figures are, looking at the TLC they're putting into them, the I think it's going to be amazing. well worth it. I, you know, obviously it's a little bit high for a Hasbro style figure just compared to you you're going to be paying the same price for these that you could almost get an ultimate edition for, but they're produced in small batch. And you're not going to have any other way of getting some of these characters. So I, I'm telling the figure collectors out there, I think you guys are going to regret it if you pass on these figures. What I mean, Shane, the, what, what's uh, your what, take so what, far from seeing the sketches and stuff? Oh, the sketches look amazing. And then the the, the, the prototypes that we've seen and stuff look um, awesome. So, yeah, yeah it can't I, be I'm overstated. Hyped. They got Ron Rudad on board, the original designer of the Hasbro line. So yeah, it's going to be the closest thing we've ever gotten to the Hasbro how much were How much were retros retailing for? Uh, like 10 bucks. Oh yeah, really? Like, yeah, they were that cheap. cheap. Yeah. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. I thought they yeah, were more than were that. cheap. Well, they're they're well. You're, you're probably mixing up with like how much they are now. True. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're, they're a lot more than ten bucks. But like, just think of the line that they have so far already. They have um, is so the major bros are part of the first line, or they are part. I, are well, they, like, we don't kind know of, like, for sure. We were assuming that, but with, he hasn't announced the series lineup so far. Yeah. So you have the major bros so far. You had. Uh, that they have announced. I think they said announced. Enzo is probably going to be like Series 3. So Enzo, yep. You have Enzo. You have uh, the Rock and Roll Express, too, as a part of it, I believe. I'm hoping um, now that he's got Enzo, maybe we can get Zombie Sailor to do Rhythm and Blues Greg Valentine. How awesome would that oh be? Oh, my God. Yeah. So, that's probably I mean, going to happen. I don't know what the trademarks are in that. I don't know if WWE owns the trademark to Rhythm and Blues Greg Valentine. But, yeah, that would be incredible to finally get I mean, they that. They can call it something else. They yeah, definitely. Rhythm and Blues. They could just make call it, it Boot, Scoot, and Boogie. Like there you go wow perfect so we had a sheena's dropping a super bad and a brooks and dunn reference on this episode (laughs) of uh the chick foley show this best episode ever yeah um and that's pretty much it for uh for figure news marco what'd you have for weekly uh purchases this week oh man the most the most epic of of things came in today something i forgot i uh even ordered (laughs) i messaged you guys uh earlier today so i (laughs) Uh, it's my, so my funny is, i had to ask marco if he took his meds yeah, yeah man tell, tell the story marco totally forgot so like so i get a, i get two packages in so i get a box actually i get three uh one of them came later in the day but two of them in the afternoon so i get one a box and i get one a bag from pro wrestling tees and i'm like what the hell what the hell is this from so i'm like pro wrestling tees i'm like did i order a shirt it must have been like I don't, I don't remember when I ordered it or whatever. I thought, I thought, obviously, I thought Sheen and Seth ordered it for me. Yeah. So I like, I open it up. It's a Chick Fil A show uh, WrestleMania logo, which is a made shirt. Black, by the like, way. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, definitely gonna uh, rock that uh, WrestleMania weekend. But like, I'm like, did I? Or I was like, I messaged him. I'm like, hey, did you guys get this for me? And then obviously Seth goes, did you? Did you take your meds? Today? I, I screenshotted like, the I screenshotted I the message, and I was like, hey, did you buy yeah. Mark? Did you buy Marco a T-shirt? And Seth was like, he's like, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, don't, don't yeah. I got because we get an email anytime somebody buys a shirt, and yeah, yeah, it was like March 16th. The you know Marco Denton brought a shirt. So oh man, I was yeah, my my brain's totally totally gone. It's totally that was fried. so funny. But um, but yeah, that was a. Uh, I'm not sure if we can say that anymore, so I'll skip saying it. So we'll go to my next package. Um, it, it was the oh, I couldn't wait for this. Boss Fight Studios. Ooh. Oh, nice. Lay Phoenix nice. and Penta figures, along with the the uh, the accessory sets. So what'd you think? Oh my god, didn't get to open them yet. But judging from like the just even, I was just looking at the hand sculpts of Ray of Ray Phoenix. 
like the detail and the like the the wrinkles and the lines and stuff. Did you guys look? Did you guys like? Oh yeah. Get to like we look, got we got like, up close and personal. It's yeah. No, they, these figures are really incredible. Like they're they, stunning, man. They're I, I don't know. I, I mean, they're they're up there. They might be. I mean, figures of the year. They're up. They're up in those. Oh yeah. Contenderships. They, they definitely. I still go back to that Pentagon. The torn mask head sculpt is one of the best head oh sculpts my God. I've ever seen on a wrestling figure. Yes, I was just I was I was just looking at everything. Even like when you like. So if you I I kind of like tip the package back and look like up at like under the mask. It kind of looks like you can almost take the mask off. That's yeah, how like yeah, 3D detail you can't, but like just like the detail of that, it looks, looks like you kind of like peel it off if you wanted to, but obviously you can't. Uh, the tattoos, the deco, everything like the, the paint, the, the paint on his, uh, on the tights of Ray Phoenix, like the, uh, the, like the glossy, like type of oh, paint yeah. on it. Yeah. The uh, metallic yeah, look, they nailed it, man. Yeah. The metallic, you can't say enough about it. It's the, the figures are, they're, they're amazing. Yeah. No, I was, I was definitely stoked to get those in. Um, and then the third package I got later in the day was the um, um, my uh, Booker T t-shirt uh, from Foot Action. So yeah, that, that's pretty. I actually the the shirt's really awesome. It's him holding both uh, the United States and the Big Gold title on on both shoulders. Yeah, it looks uh, awesome, with his like dude. silhouette and everything. So yeah, it's uh it's pretty sick. So shout out to uh, Foot you'll Action. You have to have a Bad Bunny sign that for you at the next access. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> That is true, actually. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. That show's uh, famous now. For the first time ever over here, we were totally dry this week, man. We did not buy oh, one no. thing all week. I'm actively on the hunt for the Wobble Rumblers. I really want to get those for Brett the Babyface, but the prices on eBay right now are still setting about 30 bucks a piece, which, you know, I think they're retailing at Target for like 12 or 15. So I'm not pulling the trigger on those. That's really the only thing I'm actively hunting, but it's kind if of a little bit If anybody sees them, let us know. Because they're, they're at Target. They're with the like inflatables. They're not with action yeah, figures with or anything. Stuff. So you, you'll see there's like the generic Wobble Rumblers. Like they have like, you know, just regular like little fighting guys. And, like and then, and yeah. And then they have like the WWE licensed ones. So if anybody sees them while you're out and about at Target, um, definitely hit us up. You know, we're, we're PayPal ready to get those things shipped out because I know Brett would love those. So, and we yeah, haven't been able to like find them at our fun, Target. But, but yeah, it's been a little bit of a dry spell. I do got some stuff on the way, but I'll save it for when I actually have it in hand, including weekly purchases. But yeah, so again, mark it down. This isn't some sort of April Fool's joke. We did not add anything to the figure collection <laughs> this it, month. It's a historical day. We did. We well, we did. We didn't add anything to the figure collection, but we did get our foot action uh, Wally Mania shirts. We in, did. So, and those um, things are incredible. Yeah. So. Stay tuned. Uh, again, be ready April 7th to get that stuff at 10 a.m. Eastern because it's going to go fast it and you're definitely going to want some of these pieces. Well, in if your you're collection. in our Facebook group, we'll be giving you some some tips and tricks. You know, like Seth and I are pretty good at these uh, quick, fast launches that like, you know, go off and like sell out in minutes. So we'll, we'll give you our best practices in the Facebook group to try to help you guys snag these things. All right. You guys ready for how many chicks? Let's roll. Let's do it. Check out the Pyramid Wrestling Podcast. Each week, we dive deep into all things wrestling action figures. From AEW Unrivaled, WWE Mattel Elite, our childhood WWF, WCW, ECW collections, and more, you can also find Pyramid Wrestling on YouTube. That's Pyramid Wrestling, available everywhere you listen to podcasts. It's time for How Many Chicks. How Many Chicks is a segment where I, the heel husband, pick out one of our 1,000-plus wrestling figures from our collection and present it to Sheena live on the air for an instant rating and review. How Many Chicks is brought to you by our friends at Homage. 
Homage specializes in bringing vintage-inspired designs on the absolute softest tees in the biz because with Homage, comfort is always part of the game plan. You can visit Homage's online shop at homage.com and find all their latest designs on social media at Homage. That's H-O-M-A-G-E. All right. So again, uh, this is the f- we've done how many chicks before? Just when we've done live reviews on series, this is the first time we're debuting it as an actual segment. So to to give you guys the setup, I have the casket that uh, has has come in and out of stock periodically on Ringside Collectibles. It's the casket playset, and there is a figure from one of our one thousand plus that uh, is in there. Sheena doesn't know what it is. She's about to be surprised by it. And she's going to, she's going to have to give us a live review mm. on the air. I hate surprises. So, For those of you who don't know me, I hate surprises. By the we're way. about to hit the drum. Are you ready to pop that thing open, Sheen? Let's do it. Let me open the coffin door. Ugh. What is it, Shane? Oh man! So I, I don't know why I was expecting an elite <laughs> to be in here. This is a, this is a um, Hasbro Kamala, Kamala figure. Yeah. That is a little sample of Kamala's theme music from WWE. Probably in the top, you know, ten or fifteen most offensive themes they've ever had. But, uh, yeah, you know, we're not here to judge the past. So yeah, Hasbro Kamala is our figure for this uh, week. We'll let, we'll let Peacock be the judge of uh, what's most <laughs> yeah, offensive. Exactly. Yeah, we'll see if that survives. Uh, <laughs> Sheena, give us your and uh, don't give us how many chicks yet. We'll save that for the end. But give me your initial thoughts on the figure as you're holding it in your hand there. I mean, I love this figure. I think, you know, um, again, Kamala is a questionable, a questionable gimmick as far as like its its lineage and whatnot. But uh this figure with the little like textured loincloth, um, you know, it's got the skull beads. Clearly we don't we don't have He's a in mo- the jumper pose. Yeah, I got the jumper, you know, he does, does the Kamala crush action. We don't have a uh boon belly. Uh, or else, you know, he, he wouldn't be with us. He would be with someone else and we would be, you know, just swimming in money. But uh yeah, it's a great, great looking figure. What, what yeah, are you, this, what? Uh, so Kamala was released in uh, 1992, er, late 1992, early 1993 on the yellow yeah. cards is when he was coming out. Um, cool looking figure. Kamala's always been toyetic. He's got an awesome LJN, the Mattel Elite that they released in the Legends line and then on the Lost Legends series back around Elite 47, Elite 48 time frame. Really, really cool figure. Um, but the Hasbro is awesome. You know, like you said, he's got the, the sculpted loincloth on there, mm-hmm. jumper pose. Um, he's got some historical significance because supposedly there were a couple dozen Kamala Moonbelly figures that were came out. That's just an extremely rare variant. There's also a lot of bootlegs of those. So it's kind of, it's never really been fully established exactly how many Moonbelly Kamalas there are. And nowadays the, you know, the people, the customizers and the, the, I guess yeah. counterfeiters, for lack of better terms, are so good that they can make some very, very convincing fakes on cards. So be careful. Be very, very careful if you guys are are bidding and throwing in some real money yeah. trying to get a Moonbelly Kamala because there are a lot of fakes out there. But that Hasbro figure is awesome. Um, 
that one that Sheena's holding right now, I picked up at Yester Toy 757. That's a local vintage toy store. I picked it up back in December, but I still remember originally getting Kamala at KB's back in the three for 10 days of Hasbro's. Um, I think I, I grabbed like him, Giant Gonzalez, and I want to say Razor Ramon with the black vest and red trunks. I think I got those on one trip to KB's um, back in the 90s. And again, if I could go back in time, I would tell my younger self, just clear, clear the fucking pegs, dude. Yeah. Okay, tell mom. <laughs> tell, tell mom to give you an advance. I will on, mow all you know, the lawns. Yeah, tell her to give you a year's advance in your allowance and just clear, empty out those pegs, man. Just Grab clear. a couple baskets. Grab every WCW Galoob and every WWF Hasbro that they have yeah. there and put them in a uh, storage center and just wait. But but no, I had him. I remember being super excited getting as a kid. Kamala, even though he, he did have some main event runs with Hulk Hogan on the house show circuit back in the 80s, my history of watching him, he was always kind of just like a comedy act for the most part. Yeah. He had a, you know, he fought Undertaker in the casket match at SummerSlam 92, which was cool. But for the most part, the dude was a comedy act. But he was always super toyetic. So he's always yeah. been over like Rover and all my figure feds. Uh, and that goes all the way back to this Hasbro figure. Um, Marco, do you have any memories or, 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 or what's your thoughts on the Hasbro Kamala figure? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely an iconic figure. Do love, do love the fact that he has like the, uh, the necklace on as well, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. The face paint is always, is always a plus. I was a huge uh, face paint uh kid when i was young i love i'm saying i'm, all, I'm always a mark for face paint man <laughs> uh wo- road warriors all that stuff yeah you know, even like the ascension man like those figures are awesome oh yeah definitely um but yeah the, the, the only other thing i really remember is like uh my dad used to kind of have like he was kind of like built kind of like uh kamala so he sometimes nice. he would do like the kamala uh thing where you like slap his belly Dude, that's crazy. He'd actually, so he'd actually my dad copy does the same do thing. My dad works. My dad worked the Kamala gimmick, also, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like a. Da- I think that's like an '80s dad type thing, man. I think they just knew, you know, because Kamala was so big in Southern wrestling back then. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So I mean, obviously, he. I mean, he watched him before he was, you know, in, in the WWF. So, but yeah, that was one of the uh, one of the things I remember is him doing the uh, the Kamala the shirt off and just doing the doing the. The belly thing, which is kind of funny. So as we're recording this, it's April 1st. Um, for our listeners in the States, you guys know April 4th is the drop dead date for WWE Network uh, Precock, as we're calling it, you know, uh, <laughs> before before Peacock took care. Shout out to Sam Roberts. He kind of patented that, that term. But yeah, so the Precock WWE Network is going dead in about three days. Go back. I can't remember. It's it's either the second or third episode of the WCCW World Class Championship Wrestling in the vault in the territory segment. You can yeah. see the actual like debut video vignette for Kamala, like when they actually debuted that character. It's on WWE Network. Eventually, it'll be on Peacock, but it's going to take a while. We know it, their their goal is for SummerSlam to have the whole archives transferred over. So, as you guys are hearing that, if you guys want to see like Kamala's actual like debut on the wrestling scene. Go back and watch one of those first couple episodes of WCCW because it's on there. And and it's pretty cool just to see this guy because obviously, you know, he's up in the big squirt circle in the sky right now. But yeah, he was a casualty of 2020. Yeah, yeah. even though he uh, even though he was never, you know, uh, an all time champion and stuff. I think he's still one of the most memorable characters ever. Oh, yeah, yeah um, definitely. So it's time for the moment of truth. So, Sheena, you got anywhere from 0.0 up to 5.0. We're going on the, uh, you know, the 10th the, the point scale, 0 to 5. How many chicks do you give Hasbro Kamala? I'm going to give it a 4.5. Um, I think, again, great figure. Um, 
it loses half a point for things that wouldn't get over in 2021. Ouch. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I definitely, I love this figure, dude. Like again, Kamala is extremely toyetic. I love, you know, all the detail, the necklace, the face paint, the loincloth, all of the, you know, the body paint. Um, I love the, the, you know, I like this jumping action. I don't think, I don't think most people, I don't, jumping action isn't very popular amongst the yeah the jumpers ha, was ha, definitely the least popular the, Hasbro, the, but I, the I only got, thing worse than the it. jumpers was the Marty Janetti rocker style figure it's like I don't know it was almost like a hunchback type thing it was like the jumper <laughs> adjacent like, yeah. yeah they were like a jumper but they didn't have the tab in the back that was yeah. the only one worse than the jumpers yeah I, I, I don't mind I don't mind the jumpers I like to jump around so yeah All right, 4. so 5. Kamala 4.5 chicks start off so uh, for the Foley fam out there and, and the listeners let us know what you guys think of this new segment give us some feedback let us know how you like it and uh, we'll, we'll tweak as necessary and what your and I want to know what your rating is how many chicks you give the Kamala Hasbro figure hell yeah All right, I'm closing the casket hey everyone it's Nick better known as Extra Cooler is there anything better than diving back into the wrestling archives and watching classic matches from the past yes there is It's doing that with your buddies while cracking jokes and enjoying some ice cold beverages. If that sounds like fun to you, then be sure to check out my new podcast, The Extra Cooler Show, where each episode, my Survivor Series team and I review an old school match chosen by you, the listeners. The Extra Cooler Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow us for new episodes every other Thursday morning. Tranquilo is where we give you some entertainment recommendations for something outside of the ring and sometimes completely outside of the world of professional wrestling. This segment is brought to you by Verb Energy because sometimes keeping it tranquilo can be exhausting. Verb is your delicious 90 calorie snack bar to help you get through your favorite binge watching sesh. Hit the link in our show notes to save some money and get your Verb starter pack for only $12. Now, let's get tranquilo. Man, it is tugging on the heartstrings hearing that music now. I know, right? All I can think is it all I can think is what a pop it's gonna be though once we uh once we hear that come back. Cause I feel like with as long as Charlotte's there, there's always a chance that uh that he's gonna he's gonna come back and I just imagine hitting that L Idolo and hearing the crowd go nuts. Yeah. Um Cena so we'll break kayfabe again. So uh again, we're recording on Thursday night. It's about midnight on Eastern time right now. I had to work all night last night at my job, and then I was there till about five o'clock this afternoon. So Sheena was going nonstop with the baby face and the future women's champ. So she was kind of dragging a little bit before we started the show. Sheena, tell them what flavor verb uh bar you hit to <laughs> to get going for this episode. Dude, I had the banana. It's like a brand new one. Uh, it just came out, and I actually just got it in the mail yesterday. It's chocolate chip banana bread, and it was banging. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I gotta I, I gotta keep the energy drinks at bay. Sometimes if I like, I yeah. can I, I make these verb bars uh, are like all natural too, right? Yeah, it's organic ingredients, clean ingredients. Yeah. Um, and we, it's, uh, we, you know, we're not we're not food snobs. You know, we love a good energy drink over here, but. You're gonna you, you need like an advanced chemistry degree to be able to decipher the uh, you know the ingredients list on most of your energy drinks. So True. these verb bars, you can you can support the show, and you're gonna feel better about yourself, and you're probably gonna get more energy than you get from these energy drinks, anyways. Because it's all all the kind of fancy stuff they give you on their like vitamins and herbs and minerals combos. At the end of the day, they're gassing you up with sugar, really. 
Yeah. And it's like, you know, and it's all like synthetic caffeine, which again, you know, I, I'm not going to turn my nose up at a Red Bull because they've saved me many times in my life. But uh, the, the the caffeine in the bird bars is from green tea. So it's a much more subtle, like not jittery, you know, because I already like, you know, I tend to get a little bit of anxiety. So if I like pump myself up on coffee and energy drinks all day, my heart starts racing and, you know, I get a little cray cray. So bird bars keep me keep me tranquilo. All right, Marco, you go first. Tell us about the Drink Champs podcast. <clears throat> All right, yeah. So I'm not sure if I, I uh, I'm not sure if I brought this up before, like on past episodes, but if I did, excuse me. But if not, uh, definitely check this. Uh, check I don't this remember you mentioning it. So if you did mention it, it's been a while. So give us a refresher. Yeah. So, uh, so Drink Champs is a uh, it's a show by uh, Nori or Noriega. If you if you're familiar oh, yeah. with him, Conan um, Noriega. Uh, yep. And uh, DJ Effin. So they so basically uh, they co-host a show uh, where they basically interview like A-list like celebrities. So like literally anyone from like Mike Tyson to Pharrell to literally everyone that you could think of. Uh, but the the idea behind the show is it, it's obviously they're the title Drink Champs. So it's a lot of alcohol. Um, so they actually drink during the whole like the whole podcast. So they, I mean, they do run a little long. They are from like two to three hours long. Off some of them, but the the interviews are great if you want to hear some like crazy behind the scenes uh, things. So like one of the stories that uh, Noriega actually talked about when he when Pharrell was on there was uh, you know um, the song Super Thug the what 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 and you know that song right yeah, pretty yeah. famous. Um, so that wasn't supposed to be in the song that what 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 part he would I guess Noriega said he would count he would say what 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 in between. Um, his bars or between like the like the music to like count when he has to come back in and do like a verse nice so i guess like pharrell heard that and thought that was like a part of the song and actually made that the chorus of that the the super thug song so that's how you got the what 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 what. so it wasn't supposed to be in there so like you find out stuff like that there's obviously there's way more crazy stuff like he he does one with uh, mike tyson which is pretty insane too so uh, definitely, yeah. If you have some, if you have some time, they are long. I'll precursor that by saying they are long podcasts. They do like, like I said, two, two and a half hours or three hours long because it's just pretty much a conversation, not even an interview. An interview, okay. they, you know. But yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely check it out. If I'll, you're, uh, I'll get the, I'll, the I, yeah, I just pulled it up on iTunes. I'll get the, uh, I'll get the Apple Podcast link. It'll be in your show notes this week, guys. And remember, all the partners that you've heard us mention on the show so far, um, you can access all those by just going to your show notes when you listen to our podcast this week. Um, Sheena, tell us about Class Action Park. Yeah, uh, Class Action Park. We, we just watched it. I don't know. Tuesday couple, night. Tuesday it was night. awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. We stayed up way too late. Um, we just kind of like, you know, we were like, let's. We don't get to spend much time together. You know, there's like the kids and, you know, they know by the time the kids go to bed, it's just like knockout, you know. Um, so we were like, we're going to stay up and watch this documentary. And we watched it and it like it brought back all the nostalgia feels and all of kind of like the reckless courage that you have when you're a, a, a kid that you think back now, like when you're in, you know, a lot of you guys are like us, you're in your mid mid 30s late kids 30s of the 80s and 90s man we kids were... kids of the 80s and 90s we were just like reckless fools and our parents allowed us to be reckless fools you know as a parent now i'm thinking to myself like man i can't believe all the things that our parents let us do back then yeah i remember so like as a kid i i used to get mad at my or not mad but i was yeah, you get frustrated. with my mom 
Like you're so, why are you, why do you worry about it so much? You know, you're so much more cautious than the other parents. And now as a parent, I look back at the stuff I did and I'm like, there's no way in hell I would ever let my kids do the stuff that my mom yeah. let me do without thinking twice. Like we would go out, we'd be playing touch football on a little like grassy patch, like right next to a freaking highway, you know, yes. like where cars are going, like my grand, where my grandma lived at her front yard, she lives like off of a highway. So like, you know, if our ball rolls out in the street, like cars are going like fucking 55 miles per hour <laughs> on the road, you know, um, and there's no way I would even let my kid and we would be out there playing for hours with no adult supervision whatsoever, yes. you know, yeah. um, and I just I can't even imagine letting my kid out the door without me, you, you know, I don't even know if I'd let him out there without holding his hand, much less let him just go play for hours and hours. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy. This harkened back to that. Tell, tell me about some of these rides we saw on, on the uh, on the documentary. Shane. OK, so the documentary, in, in essence, um, is just so this guy, um, he has the idea, you know, he wants to create a theme park. So he creates this theme park. He has absolutely no engineering experience whatsoever. Um, and he he creates these rides, right? And then the rides are just dangerous. I mean, they're like freaking epic, you know, in your mind. There was mind, a, a water slide that did an upside down loop-de-loop. A loop-de-loop, yeah. And then there was this like luge thing that was literally made out of concrete and, you know, surrounded by like rocks. Like they literally just dug it out of the side of a hill. So you're like going down this hill, you know, freaking 50 miles an hour on this little like, you know, scooter um, in a concrete luge and, you know, surrounded by rocks. So anyway, uh, it just, again, these kids are just like basically going here and going to this like uh, amusement park all summer. Very, very few parental supervision around. There's actually kids running the park. I mean, there was like 14 year olds, you know, um, that were supervising rides and things like that. So this guy was like in violation of all kinds of labor laws. And, you know, he had he had created his own insurance to cover the park and all this. I mean, and so there he, were no there were, there were no like roller coasters or anything. It was all like water slides. It was a or, water park. Like and said, like, there was yeah. like a street luge course. Um, there were go karts. So his big thing was like the people at the park control the action. And yes. it, it was just insane. And you can be, yeah, you can be as brave as you want to be. You know what I mean? Like there was something for everybody. Like there was this water slide that literally like shot you out like 20 feet above the water. And they're like, the water was like freezing cold. It was like natural spring water. They said people would go in shock when go they hit the water. Go in shock when they hit the water, you know. I'm not <laughs> sure where all it's available at. This was definitely on HBO Max though. You can find it pretty easy. Class yeah, action park. Class and- action law, or class action park. Um, But yeah, again, the, the thing, you know, besides all the crazy stuff that happened, and I won't, I won't spoil all the stuff that happens, but um, it, it just brings you back if you are a kid of like the 80s and early 90s, um, just that sense of freedom and that sense of just like complete and utter just um, invincibility that you have. You know, the things that I, I remember doing as a kid, I would never, ever, ever do now. Like I just you're so brave and you just do these I don't know, just I don't want to say reckless because you're not really being reckless. You're just like you don't think about the consequences, you know, me and my little brother and our friends, we used to ride our bike for miles away from our house. Like we would go literally oh, yeah. all the way across town Same to go here. to, yeah. go to Dairy Queen and, and get a blizzard and, and a chicken tender basket and stuff. Like, I'm yeah. talking like we're crossing multiple highways. Yes. Um, they like, if someone would have <laughs> snatched us up, there would have been literally no way that, of us getting in touch with any adult or getting help. Like yeah. it's just insane, you know? And, and again, the thing I got to stress is that like, my mom was like, you know, the protective I used to call, mom. I, yeah, I used to call her the ultimate warrior, you know, as a play on the ultimate warrior. <laughs> she was the ultimate warrior. Like she, I, as a kid, I felt like she really was like babying us and stuff. But looking back, I'm like, she gave us a ton of leash to go out and do 
well, pretty much yeah. whatever the hell we wanted, you know? So uh, it, it really is crazy the way times have changed since then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And look, and thinking about the amusement park, I mean, when we would go to an amusement park with like, you know, uh, our friend's family or my, our family would take us, they, they would just like, we would just separate and then be like, hey, at, you know, at two o'clock, you need to meet over here by the, by the Thank clock you. tower. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you would just meet up at like this designated spot. And it's crazy to think that we were just going, going around as like, you know, 10, 11 year old kids just like walking around and getting in line and buying our own food and, you know, anything yeah. could have happened to us, you know, and our and parents. It, it, it's wild just how like times have changed because, you know, I'm an optimist. I think the best of people, I, I feel like you could still probably cut your kids loose and they would be just fine to do stuff like that. But it's so socially unacceptable. You know, if, oh, if yeah. I saw some kids like if I saw some kids like crossing the main highway on their bikes right now, I would just be like, where the hell are these kids parents at? You know, what are they doing? <laughs> like these poor kids, you know, when me and my brother used to do that and not think twice, you know, so it's, yeah. uh, it, it is pretty wild to think about. We're definitely going way off topic now. Yeah, sorry, guys. Th- if but- you have HBO Max, um, check out Class Action Park and just do a quick Google search because it may be it may be streaming at some other locations. It's definitely worth a watch, especially if, uh, you know, if you're of a certain age like us and, and, can, and can really relate to that childhood experience. Sheena, we ready for some listener mail? We're ready. All right, what we got, Sheen? All right, from our buddy TNT, Tyson Neil Trevino, he says, with Peacock removing certain content from the WWE Network that doesn't meet their standards, what are your thoughts on this? And he says, it's Friday. You know what that means. That's what Tyson always puts when he listens to our episode. He always tags us. Um, So what do you guys think about... um, peacock removing or like censoring certain certain content on so i'll I'll take this one first first off i want to thank tyson he's one of our most loyal supporters we definitely appreciate you guys kind of we definitely appreciate you tyson boosting our signal uh every single week when we drop the show and, and thanks for all your loyal support um to get to the censorship i'm against it you know there's some cases where it's just so over the line that i you know i think it's appropriate um, the stuff that they've censored so far is the Roddy Piper match where he painted himself half black and, uh, you know, Vince McMahon segment where he definitely um, uttered a inappropriate word. Nobody's missing that stuff. You know, obviously, there's a lot of people that get outraged by it. I can't I could not see myself like seeking out that stuff to watch at any point. So I'm not too heartbroken about it. But I will say that. I think you're going down a dangerous path when you start judging the past um, through modern day lenses. You know, I think it'd be fine to drop. There's some stuff on Disney Plus with some of the old Disney animated features where they just throw up a warning signal. You know, I can't remember exactly what the caption says, but it's basically the effect of, you know, this feature was produced in, you know, 1954 or whatever. Obviously, social what what's socially acceptable has changed in that time frame. I think you could probably do something like that in some yeah. cases for for Peacock and you'd be just fine. Um most of the stuff that we really love and remember though, I think is going to be just fine. There's the the stuff that I think will end up getting edited will be stuff that you you're going to hear people complain about it, but honestly it's shit that we probably wouldn't have even ever like sought out to watch anyways. True, some but of that you don't think is, I I agree the things that have been, you know, axed so far, I think, you know, yeah, there's, you know, it, it, it's okay for that stuff to go. Um, but at what point, you know, do, where do you cut it off? Where's the line? Cause there's yeah. a lot of stuff, there's a lot of stuff even still within like the last five, 10 years. That's pretty. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. If you want to go full social justice warrior, I mean, Yokozuna, that was a, a some an American Samoan guy who was like pretending to be Japanese. You know True, what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I agree with you. It could, it could get really dicey depending on where they draw the line at. But I'll go back to my original um, sentiment when NBC acquired all this stuff. They didn't spend a billion bucks to go back and censor out half the shit that they just bought. So I think for the most part, we're going to be OK. Um and that's just me being optimistic. So uh, I think it's only really going to be kind of like the most, the, the worst of the worst that actually gets cut. Uh, but we'll see. You know, I'm definitely keeping an eye on the situation. Marco, what's your thoughts so far? Yeah, I don't think it's. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be too, too crazy. And anything that anyone's cutting, you weren't like you said, people weren't going back to look for it anyway. Like, who is going to? Go back to look at Roddy Piper. Yeah, that match was repug anyways. And even, yeah, yeah, I mean, that was already dicey. I've, I've, you know, Jax actually did a figure of that Roddy Piper. I'd seen a couple of cool Mattel Elite customs and for actually decent prices. And even I was like, you know, why would I even want this figure in my collection? Yeah, that was kind of really kind of tasteless. And uh, I was listening to Mass Man today, and I think we all just remember that. We remember the, um, the paint and like, oh my God, like that was, that's extremely inappropriate. But he was talking about how he had kind of just kind of forgotten about exactly like when Roddy's cutting the promo where he's, um, you know, talking as himself and then, you know, turning and talking, um, as, as a black man on the other side, it's like, oh, this is like extremely like, you know, the most racist thing I've ever seen. So I think, exactly. I think you just kind of forget, you know, cause we were thinking like, oh yeah, the paint was offensive. But when you actually go back and watch it, you're like, do I really want to watch this? Like, this isn't really yeah. anything that I want to to yeah. see, you know? I think, yeah, I like, think we're all against, you know, the quote unquote cancel culture here. Yeah, on I'm not show, a cancel there, culture. There is yeah. some stuff that is better off left on the cutting room floor. For sure. Well, you got to think too, like it, it's, it's Peacock. They, you know, they put out a, oh, I think WWE put out a, a statement saying, you know, you know, Peacock is going to go through and uh, find what's aligned with their standards and practices, like whatever they have set up uh, for their their shows and what their content and what their yeah. entertainment is. They're gonna they're gonna align our our content with that. So it's 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 technically out of WWE's if hands right the, now. If they, they let the office they be on it. there, listen, they they produce the office, and the office has some of the most uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> moments in television so you know yeah um if they let the office go there's i don't think they're going to be too stringent on what they yeah. remove i think that's like the the hardest of the hardcore stuff you yeah. probably yeah. won't see on on there which like i said people aren't going back to look for it i'm not going back to look for like the dx dresses nation like yeah that's... i didn't i mean that was only brought up because someone brought it up that it it, it got removed like i wasn't who was going out to yeah, look yeah i that, totally forgot about that segment even happening mm-hmm. yeah all right. Moving on. We will take this question from Chris Lacito. He says, anything special on the menu for Mania Weekend? I'll start with you, Marco. You and uh, the wifey, Miss MVP, y'all got anything special you cooking up for Mania Weekend? No, not not really. No, usually on, since it's on a weekend, I usually do uh, some type of takeout uh, food. So probably go that route. Nothing not like prepping a, like a WrestleMania weekend type of meal. Uh, what's your favorite what's your favorite like thing to take out whenever you go whenever you get takeout uh probably i mean we're we're, we're big sushi people so Mm. definitely definitely like a definitely like a boda sushi or something like that or some type of asian cuisine we usually 
Usually it's go funny with. that uh, you bring up sushi because we are making uh, we're having poke mania over here. So we're going to make uh, ah. we're going to make spicy poke yeah. and uh, have like, you know, uh, just like a poke bar. So that's that's going to be our, was like our, our favorite thing to eat in Hawaii. And there's a couple like, you know, mainland poke places that we tried that were they were decent to kind of scratch the itch a little bit, but nothing really satisfied that Hawaii poke craving. But um, it was Royal Rumble weekend that we, we kind of said, you know market. what, let's let's do it ourselves. And uh, we found some 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 sashimi grade ahi and salmon, and yes. Sheena threw it down. You know, she made it, and I was immediately transported back to Aiea Heights in <laughs> yeah. Hawaii. And uh, and yeah, it was delicious. So we're we're going all out. We we did it. We kind of dipped a toe in the water during Royal Rumble, but we're going to be going all out with like multiple types of fish. We're going to do some crab. It, it's going to be on point, and uh, we're go. very excited for it. All right. And last question. We'll end, we'll end this show on a sweet note, on a high note. Uh, this comes from Jason Koenig. He says, what is the sweetest thing your kids have ever said to you? He said, our almost six-year-old son just said to his mom, um, I'm happy to see you happy after she told him she was happy to see him reading. So kids do say some really, really sweet things. I'll start this off. Brett actually just said to me yesterday, he ran over my foot or he didn't run over. He like pushed his chair into my foot. And um, I was like, ow. And he said, oh, I sorry. I kiss it. I make it feel better. And then he kissed my foot (laughs) and said, oh, it feel better, mama. And I just was like, you are the sweetest thing. So, yeah. Kids are the My sweetest. favorite thing Brett does is like, so we play fight a lot around here. We do it like, you know, Brett, we, obviously we've introduced pro wrestling to Brett. He understands it. He knows how to sell, you know, he'll fake it. Like you can act like you, you punch him and he'll like fall down and sell it. Like he, just he did a, a, he did a perfect pin on his sister today. Like I mean, yeah, le- leg back shift. and everything. Yeah. So he knows about all that stuff, but sometimes I'll act like I'm going to play fight with his little sister, Stella. If I act like I'm, you know, going to like put her in a body slam or like, you know, hit her with some like a super kick, he will immediately run up and attack me and protect her. And he's like, you know, no, you leave her alone. <laughs> you leave her alone. And yeah. It always, it always just hits me right, right in the field spot, how uh, he's, he's ready to defend his sister at a moment's notice. Because the funny thing about it is he's a rough house with her. You know, he'll run Very. up to her and he'll push her down. He'll tackle her. He'll put her in a headlock. But if anybody else tries to mess with his sister, he's ready to start throwing blows. Yes. So yeah, that that that's what always kind of gets me. How about you, Marco? Um, I'll probably say like the the we're trying to instill like the politeness thing. So like you know, thank you, please, thank you, that type of thing. So I always find if like it, it's funny because obviously they have little voices. So like my daughters, like if they they ask for like a snack or something like that, and I give it to them. And they're just like, tee, 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 tee. like yeah. they don't say like the whole, oh, yeah. <laughs> just like that type of thing is like, is pretty sweet. And then, you know, they, I mean, they're always with the, I love you's and stuff like that. And, you know, do you love daddy? Yeah. Any, yes, any, I, I love you is going to hit you right. Yeah, it never gets always old. A, yeah. Yeah. And it, it just my, uh, my, my son, obviously he's turning five this year. Geez. Wow. Uh, he's four and he's, uh, he's really into the, uh, there's a cars three game that came out on the PS4 and Xbox. So he's like really into that. So, um, just like him, just just having conversations with them on like trying to like he's like really picking it up really well, which I'm kind of kind of scared of because he's really good at it, which is <laughs> which is strange. But uh, those just little like, eyes even, and ears, seeing here everything, man. Oh yeah, yeah, it's weird. Like how fast they like pick up like like a control. Like his hands can barely hold the controller, but he's able to like do like drifting and oh yeah you, know, you could you could like drive backwards on the game and all that stuff and do all types of crazy stuff and he's able to do it so it, just like those like just like that moment of having those like father-son moments is is always uh 
sweet to me anyway. Yeah, it's definitely the best. Um, that's going to be a wrap for episode 122. We're at plus two and a half hours. I oh, think this, this may a- be the longest episode of the Chick Foley show ever. So, uh, we told next week. Yeah, we're making history here. Uh, <laughs> Sheena, remind the folks where they can find you guys on social media. All right, you can find me always at Chick Foley on Instagram, Marco Ren and the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. Join our Foley fam, be a part of our Facebook group. Um, it's amazing at chickfoleyshow.com. Support our Pod Foundation members, Turnbuckle Tavern, Extra Cooler, and Pyramid Wrestling. These guys are pumping out the best of the best independent wrestling podcasts every single week. Um, make sure you guys are also subscribing and reviewing to the podcast. That definitely helps us out and helps support the show. Um, use our code Chick Foley at Ringside Collectibles. Any any orders you guys place to save 10%. And Sheena, as the reigning and defending uh, Chick Foley Show Prediction Champion, you get the final word of the week. R.I.P. Hurt Business. <laughs> <laughs>